Hello and welcome to episode 120 of the Film Yak Podcast. I'm John. I'm Kevin. And I'm JR. This week, we're talking Kimmy, JR's pick. A recent release, well, it's like three weeks old now, I think. But uh, <laughs> Steven Soderbergh's latest film, starring Zoe Kravitz, uh, a pandemic thriller mm. from HBO Max. We'll also be talking other th- other stuff we watched, and uh, maybe some other new releases. I know I've got one. How's it going, Kevin and Jr.? It's going good. It's great. You know, I your intro reminds me. You know, we just record so infrequently. It's like, did we get a chance to yeah. talk about New York Times buying Wordle and how they fucked it up? Oh my God, right? Oh my God, right, guys? Hmm. Totally. I'm uh, I'm not a Wordle person, Jr. It's not for me. What do you? How is? No. How is spending no, five minutes typing in words to a game not for you? I mean, that's just. It is I'd for me. I'd rather spend uh, you know, forty-five minutes playing a mission on uh, playing a map on uh, Battlefield Four. You know, a ten-year-old game. Sorry <laughs> to say, they they have to be past four at this point. <laughs> no, they're. It's amazing. It's absolutely incredible. It never gets old. Um, <clears throat> yeah, I don't know anything about Wordle. I played it once, and I did not... I wasn't hooked. It wasn't for me. It's, so um, I'm not a big word game guy. I like uh, I like Scrabble okay. Like, Words with Friends is alright. Mm. But it's not something I play regularly. Words with Friends is the is only... Frozen? <laughs> Am I? Do I exist? There you go. <laughs> you... You're... <laughs> You're frozen for. You looked frozen. I don't know if you actually were mm. or not. It no. doesn't matter. You're good. Whatever. Words of Friends is the only game that I play regularly, and I love it. Mm. Wow. You should get yourself a console, man. You'll open up a whole new world. Do they have Word Gaming? Words of Friends is on a console now. I'm sure. Yeah, I'm sure they have probably at literal Scrabble on on the console. Mm, I'm sure they can afford that sort of thing. Mm. I know they have uh, like Risk and things like that. And I used to have Settlers of Catan for my PS3 back in the day. I think but, I had uh, that also. That sounds familiar. Yeah. I never played it. I think I played it once online with strangers, and uh, it was not fun. So, mm. uh, all right. Well, uh, there were some trailers that dropped over the past month since we recorded. Mm. Yeah. Uh, such as the. Kevin, help me out. You named them both in the... <laughs> oh, um, in the, uh, Elvis. Baz Luhrmann's Elvis. Elvis. Um, yes, that's the big one. What's the other one? Uh, how do you say that? Nitram? Nitram. Nitram? Oh, yeah, the... Nit- Nitra- I guess it's Nitram, right? He Doesn't he say Nitram in the trailer? I don't remember. <laughs> it's When they got at the end, of the, at the end, his like, friend's like going, Nitram. Like that. Like really low. <clears throat> I want to say. Anyways, because mm. I thought it was Nitram too, but... I'm not really sure what that even means or if they just renamed the actual person for, you know, obvious reasons. But yeah, Nitram, uh, directed by uh, Kurtzel. What's that guy's first name? Justin. Justin Kurtzel, uh, who did the Macbeth film with Fassbender, which I think we all sort of universally disliked. Yeah. And uh, the Assassin's Creed movie more recently. Oh, and even more recently, the... um, what is that? The movie about the Australian outlaw? Oh, uh, Kelly Gang. True history of the Kelly Gang. Mm. I'm the worst dude. I don't know why I can't. I when I get on this podcast, I, I tell you what. I sit with my buddies, like other people, or like any just anybody. I'm talking to movies. 
I know everything. I can't. I never miss a beat. I never forget a name. And I get on this podcast. I can't think of shit. I cannot think of a name of anybody. I can't think of the names mm. of movies. It's a nightmare. Anyways, <laughs> uh, yeah, the true history of the Kelly Gang, which was okay. And uh, he also did the Snowtown Murders, which I didn't see. Mm. Jr., you've seen that, right? Is that any good? No. It's fine. It's fine. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he's sort of a uh, he's sort of a not a trustworthy, uh, mm. not reliable um, filmmaker, but. I've been hearing nothing but good things about this one, and the trailer pretty much worked for me. I'm excited to see uh, Caleb Landry Jones' performance mm. more than anything, since he won the Best Actor at Cannes, and he apparently... I mean, you hear him using the accent a little bit in this trailer, but I've heard that... I watched the press conference for this film when Cannes was going on on YouTube, and... Uh, that they had like an Australian in the audience who said that he just like nailed the accent. It was like perfect. So I think hmm. that's pretty high praise from a native native speaker. You know, sure. Whatever. They're just like are in love with <laughs> Caleb Landry Jones or just kind of blow <laughs> smoke know. up his ass. I mean, I, I maybe, but I I don't know. I I I would like to think if I was a reporter or a film critic and I was at one of these press conferences and the actor did something wrong in the film, I would be like, look, man, great performance, but your Accent a little, yeah. little uh, shaky, bud. Okay, people, <laughs> like you're not rolling your R's right or something. You know what I mean? Like they say something. When you're at a film festival, you just you get really, you get into the communal experience. You get into the excitement of the, the celebrities being around you, and you just you just fucking love it. Or you gang up on movies and hate them. But mm. oh right, yeah. well, I, and I've maybe you're I've right. I'm still excited to see his performance. So I know what I'm talking about. <laughs> I'm I'm so psyched to see it. Do you guys uh, are you guys into this or are you totally out or what are you buying or selling? What's going on here? Well, I just realized that it's Martin backwards, so maybe that's gonna come into play. Oh wow! God, um, I'm dumb, huh? God, that's, that's a, so obvious. All right, so <laughs> but um my 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 <laughs> major like, takeaway like from the, now. Out. yeah why not <laughs> it's like tenant now <laughs> what's the um. Do you guys remember the... I don't know if you looked into this at all. I read the entire Wikipedia page about the event that this is based on, and uh, I don't remember the guy's name now, though. Mm. The guy who actually did the... This movie's about a mass shooting. What If you guys didn't understand that or didn't know. I um, didn't look it up, and I didn't know, mm. but I could tell okay. there was a crime. Yeah, mm. it's uh, about a, the most, like hardcore mass shooting in Australia's history. It's like 35 people died. It's like, ins- it's really insane. It happened in the nineties. And, uh, the name's got, Oh, the guy's name was Martin. Bingo. Bingo. Mm. God, I feel like we just solved something. Probably. <laughs> <laughs> I, I literally, I can't believe we didn't, I didn't put that together before I was looking at that word and I was like, I don't know what that word has to do with anything, but <laughs> totally makes sense now. Yeah. Damn. Uh, the one thing oh, I really took from the trailer was how physically awful Caleb Landry Jones looks in this film. <laughs> like he just looks like, like he needs a sandwich and he needs a shower. <laughs> well, I mean, he he's had a few too many sandwiches. He he's both like mm. <laughs> gaunt, but also he's got like a beer belly. It's weird. Yeah, it's bizarre. Yeah. You know who he looks like? <laughs> I'm not going to name a name here, Kevin, but 
he he looks like he has the same no not you kevin <laughs> he, has, he looks like no 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 i'm not gonna name it if somebody kevin knows oh, and that okay, i know okay. and you know who i'm talking about uh he has the same body type this guy who's skinny and yet has a gut and it's just like doughy and uh oh. is a little bit of an annoying fellow and uh you, you know what i'm talking about, uh-huh. about? can't believe you would be talking about one of our listeners like this He's not a listener. He's a uh, library associate. Oh, 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 whoa. Oh. Whoa. We are, hold on. <laughs> oh, my God. It's public knowledge right. where Kevin works. Oh, we my gotta... God. You know who I mean? Yes. You know I mean, Kevin? <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, that's less too inside. I'll, I'll cut that out. Okay. <laughs> Nobody will know what we're talking about. Get, but um, get, anyways, get yeah, so right? I don't know. It's uh, not now. Na- I mean, it's... <laughs> Hey, we're being nasty I mean, like, about an incredibly you... nasty person. Well, that's, okay. there you well, go. No, right. Physically so, and so mentally, okay. he is a very nasty person. I was like, so we're we're associating this bad. guy with with a mass shooter. Well, who's really I didn't say he was going to be a mass shooter, although I could totally see okay. it. Okay, I didn't. Mm. Say, <laughs> I, mean, I hope I'm wrong for everyone's sake. Yeah, the branch that he works at. Anyways, <laughs> um, so yeah, nit- Nitram. I think it. Uh, I don't know. I'm in. I think it looks like a, uh, you know, sort of like a... I will say this. Kurtzell definitely seems like he's seen Elephant a few times. You know what I mean? Mm. Oh. Sort of wearing the... Uh, no? I don't know what you mean. What? Sorry. He's it's... like borrowing like shots directly oh, from Elephant. God. Like shooting okay. straight from behind at like the like the height of the shoulders. I mean, John, like all I, of this Gus Van Sant. Yeah, but, I misunderstood you. I... <laughs> Oh. You said seen elephant a few times. I thought you just I don't know. I heard it like, like it was elephant? like it was an elephant. <laughs> like he's seen the elephant a few times. I was like, is that a drug reference? I it just okay. <laughs> the I'm elephant. Sorry. I, I'm sorry. <laughs> My fault. No, the film Elephant about the Columbine mass shooting, uh, which makes yeah. sense that he would be drawing from that since it's the sort of most famous example of movies about mass shootings but mm. um hope, hope I guess, we see a little bit of the fallout right? you know in this one oh, the fall- <laughs> <laughs> or uh that uh that eastwood movie about the paris train ride what's that one called 1519 or whatever 15 1517 mm. right yeah there you go yeah yeah that's about a mass shooting sort of, mm. right so uh, or attempted mass shooting. yeah all right well uh let's move on to our second trailer mm which was uh, Baz Luhrmann's Elvis, maybe the most controversial of the three that we're going to have to talk about, because um, I, don't, I mean I don't I don't know. Let's just let's just talk about oh, did, it. this. Did what? you guys watch I, I, the one I just watched right before I got on? Was like four minutes long. Did you guys see that? Mm, yeah, it's yes. like yeah, it's it's okay. three minutes. I think okay, it's like cool. three and a half minutes. Really, like yeah, it's really long. Yeah, um, and it has Tom Hanks as uh, Colonel Parker. Tom Parker, the uh, man who discovered Elvis. I don't know. I don't know the story about mm, any of this. Uh, that he's that in relationship some, was unclear in the trailer. Mm. Yeah, he's in a pretty goofy uh, fat suit. I think uh, goofy accent. Silly. Goof. Yeah, it's like a German, like Americanized German kind of thing. I don't know what it's going. Mm. Uh, and then uh, I forget the actor's name who plays Elvis. So it's sort of an unknown. Austin something. Mm. Austin, uh, Butler. 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 Austin Butler. Yes. Mm. Yes. Yes. And I don't know that I've. Oh, he was in. I think he was. Uh, he was Tex Watson in the uh, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. Oh, okay. Weird. That's the only thing I've seen him. Cool. Yeah, I think that's the only thing I've seen him in. 
But uh, what do you guys think of the trailer for Elvis? What do you guys actually, you know what, before we talk about Elvis, what do you guys think about Baz Luhrmann? Have we really talked about him very much? I mean, I know we reviewed Romeo and Juliet, and I want to say mm. that I know JR can't be a huge fan of this. I know Jonathan hates it. Do you like Romeo and Juliet, JR? I don't, I don't even remember. I don't remember it. It's been either. years. But I, <laughs> <laughs> I don't remember. Uh, I Baz Luhrmann is is complicated to me. Like I, I like elements of his movies, and I I like the sort of big theatricality and the colors, and they're they're loud, and you know I, I honestly like Australia, which is probably a, an awful opinion, um, <laughs> but <laughs> I don't know. There's um if he leans into the camp. Which the trailer suggests it could. I I don't know. I'm I want to give this a shot. Mm. Yeah, um, I uh, yeah. actually I feel I feel the same way about the trailer. Um, that if he like I because I was watching and I was thinking I feel like most people are going to be sort of turned off to this because it's so sort of over the top and goofy and it, but it almost feels like it's playing up the typical um, like taking the piss out of the typical biopic structure well, with like the whole yeah. like when he like gets on the stage he starts like slow motion gyrating and stuff the women are fainting and shit it's like it's so ridiculous that it, I think it would really work mm. and there's there's another moment where like it goes JFK has been shot Martin Luther King has been shot like back to back <laughs> and I'm like I, I couldn't like it's a weird thing to joke about but I was honestly like is this a joke like are we mm. like it, either it's going to yeah. be like an awful biopic that is just like going like through the historical events through the big moments in Elvis's life or it will be having some sort of fun with it uh, and I can't tell which way it's going I I like the slow motion gyrating because that looks like that could be like really fun and playing up the sort of um, like almost like a like possession or like what's like the way it like took people over. Demon possession. Uh, he's yeah. He's sure. possessed by demons. Oh. Or he's he's possessing the girls. He's possessing them him. with his his dick. Yes. 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 If they really play into that, that'd be great. If they like, if they make this sexual, that could be fun. Although that could get weird with Priscilla, who's underage. So maybe not. I don't know. I'm yeah. Backing away from. Well, the now. actress is an underage. Oh, you well, mean she's yeah. underage when he married her? Weren't they? Wasn't she like fourteen when they when they met? Are you thinking of? Uh, you might, you might be thinking think Jerry of, Lee uh, Lewis. Jerry Lee Lewis married his cousin. who was like twelve or something. Yeah, like I don't know. You could be right about Elvis too, though. Who knows? Yeah, I could be conflating things. I don't know. I mean, it is the yeah, South, to... and you have to take that into account. And it's the fifties. Yeah, so it's like there the rules aren't exactly the same. I think that would have uh-huh. been the sixties, but. Well, I mean, yeah, I mean, you know, yeah, when he yeah. got discovered and stuff as a business. Um, Kevin, Kevin, where are you at? Yeah. Oh, um, not a fan of Lerman. Like, I really, I really didn't like uh, Romeo and Juliet. Um, like, I liked the story of Moulin Rouge because, like, I thought it was very, it was like, you know very much like a Oscar Wilde like farcical sex comedy but I didn't like the execution of the movie because you know like when all these people in their top hats are singing smells like teen spirit I'm not into it yeah um so yeah I yeah I 
sincerely doubt that this will be for me. I hated Moulin Rouge, as I recall, but I've only seen it once. And I, of course, adore Romeo and Juliet. It's <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I think it's a masterpiece. Yeah. I really do. And uh, and I mean, I wait for Lerman to do something close to it. Apparently, she was 22 when they got married. And I didn't know this, oh, cool. but Riley Keough is her granddaughter. What? Yeah. Yeah, I didn't know that. Is I she in the movie? No, she's just actually I'm oh. looking at her uh, Priscilla's uh, Wikipedia page. She's yeah, she's Lisa Marie's daughter. I had no idea. Hmm. Well, how did I not know that? Yeah, uh, I mean, it seems I'm like just, something they would want to keep under wraps. You know. Yeah, like maybe. you know, she wants to get by on her own, you know, talent instead of being the, you know. I'm sure she never used her mother. Give me a fucking break. I don't know who her dad is. Danny Keo. I don't know. She's uh, <laughs> she's doing somebody too. She's doing fine. Yeah. Yeah, she's great. I love Riley Keough. Um, all right. Well, Elvis, uh, we'll, we'll have to wait and see. And finally, uh, the, uh, the newest film from that guy. Jordan Peele. Oscar, and it was a comedian. Jordan Peele. <laughs> I'm the worst. Uh, nope. Mm. The alien abduction film. It looks like an alien abduction or invasion some sort of thing like that. Um, mm. What do you What are you guys thinking about? Nope. I'm extremely confused by the trailer, so I'm intrigued. Um, yeah, like like I told like I told you guys, I think it's. I would think that it's probably going to be more of a monsters are due on Maple Street, um, where it's like, um, like there are aliens, but like it's the humans who are really just going to tear each other apart for reasons. Did we talk about this before? Yeah, and uh, we texted when the trailer came oh, out. We texted about it. You, yeah, yeah. Did yeah. you mention that month? Okay. Yeah, right. yeah. I'm sorry. I was like, first thing I was having deja vu, and I was like, oh man, did we talk about this in the last episode? I don't remember when the thing came out. <laughs> yeah. So. But yeah, yeah. I. Uh, yeah. I agree. I mean, I think, uh, I mean, I don't really know what's going to happen, but it's obviously mm. aliens. It doesn't something to do with, you know, invaders from another world. And mm. uh, I'm into it. I mean, I, I didn't see us. I still haven't seen us. I will watch us probably before this comes out. Mm. And I like to get out quite a bit. I'm, I'm curious to see how it's going to, uh, like, ref or not reference, but like... <laughs> You know, his films are, are uh, like Spike Lee's films. You know, they're like African-American centric and they're mm. about societal problems with racism and so forth. Mm-hmm. And like this one doesn't seem to have that outwardly, at least in the trailer, you know, whereas mm. like in us, it's in uh, Get Out is obvious. And then in us, it was pretty obvious in the trailer. I think that the, um, what it was going for. Mm. It went for something a little bit different than what the trailer presented more. uh <laughs> I mean, social and class, yes. Race, a little bit less, but yeah, you, you got it. Mm. You understand what I mean, though. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. This one doesn't seem. I don't mean. I don't know what the what the, the connection is, except for that opening where she talks about them being the uh, descendants of the first uh, black man on the film riding the horse or whatever, and then how they're the the only horse trainers who are. African American in Hollywood, mm. you know. So, but yeah, I, I, I don't know. I, I'm into it. Whatever. There mm. are so many of those um, 
those wavy things. What are those called? Wavy thing? Yeah, like outside of the car dealership, they air blows oh, up. They, oh, they yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, the uh, wavy arm arm flailing inflatable tube man or whatever. They say that on uh, like 15 times on an episode of uh, Family Guy one time. Right? I think yeah, there's yeah, a... Yeah. Uh, wacky, wacky waving inflatable arm flailing tube man. That's what they say. I think there's got to be a <laughs> shorter name for that. Inflatable arm flailing tube. I mean, that's not really the name, but that's what they keep saying. I think that yeah. I think the joke is that they don't have a name for them, so they call them the wacky waving, <laughs> arm flailing inflatable tube man. Mm. I'm, you know, I'm intrigued by a lot of the visuals in that in that trailer. I, I'm excited to see this movie, and I'm I'm curious how all of these images will will kind of play into to what the movie's about. I just. I, 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 I have a hard time imagining what the hell is going on. Mm. Uh, and Can I enjoy that. This? Look, listen to this. <laughs> Alright. He says it like 10 more times in this 40 second clip, so. You know. Kind of a kind of a funny, funny little you know whatever. That's from like season twenty five of Family Guy. No, I think that's actually from like one of the earlier uh, season five, six, something like that. I mean, it's not it's not recent. Mm. Um, I really just going sorry going back to uh, Lurman. Mm. I have to see Strictly Ballroom still. Strictly Ballroom and Australia. You know, I walked out of Australia five minutes in and went to see uh, Quantum of Solace. Best decision of my life. <laughs> Quantum of Solace rocked. Well, can't they both be good? No, Australia. I mean, I one of them's being, not. I but... wanted to. I wanted to puke when I was watching Australia. I was so turned off at the verse. Just the first five minutes. Wow. This guy hates Kidman. He hates Kidman so much. I know. I love. I love Nicole Kidman, but she was so abrasive. Mm. Strictly Ballroom is on Paramount Plus, so I'll probably be getting to that soon. Okay. Um, I will watch Australia though before this comes out, even though it's three goddamn hours or two forty-five, whatever. Too much is what it is. Yeah, it's brutal, dude. Um, but I like Hugh Jackman, so that's that. Yeah. <coughs> All right. Um, let's get to what we watched. Right. Oh no! Uh, no Father's Two. Sorry, I guess not. Father's right. Two. What is that? Father's Two. You guys didn't watch the the Mark Wahlberg trailer. Oh, Father trailer? Stew! No, I'd I'd rather be dead than uh, than watch that film. I did watch the trailer twice actually. But I thought um, about uh, giving just, the movie a rating since I saw the whole movie. <laughs> I hate when people do that when they when a trailer's released and they review oh. the film online. I can't stand. Well, I wouldn't <laughs> actually do it. Oh, but they yeah. really take I mean, you I'm through like... every beat, every emotional beat is covered. Oh in yeah. The trailer. Oh yeah. It's mm. and they're all horrible and he is so embarrassing mm. and the fact that his just unrelenting passion for putting mel gibson in movies it's just like <laughs> this guy is so unrepentant Jesus. now this guy can't be canceled he knows like he's he's beyond canceling because he's got the trump fan base like the people the trumpers love mark Wahlberg. Because he essentially is a Trump. I mean, he probably voted for Trump. So mm. he's a Jesus lover, and he's a weirdo, conservative, down home. Everything's <laughs> about the working man, and I work construction, and I was a boxer, and now I want to be a priest. It's the stupidest <laughs> fucking movie I've ever heard of. Anyway, oh my god, um, yeah, 
Agreed. Did you guys have thoughts about Father Stu? I don't know. I haven't, no, I haven't you, seen you this. You voiced him. You just voiced him. Yeah. Makes me want to puke. Um, <laughs> so, yeah. Let's talk uh, what we watched. All right. Who wants to go first? Has to be Kevin, because I'm not going first. I'm the host. Yeah, I'll go first, because I only watched, like, four four movies, unfortunately. It's you know, It's been a time no these problem. past couple of weeks. <clears throat> anyway... I watched a uh, band of outsiders. Um, this was on my criterion challenge. Um, you know, watch a movie with Anna Karina. And I was like, Oh, you know, I might as well watch the Godard movie that, um, uh, Tarantino got his, the name of his production company from. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. and it's fine. Uh, <laughs> like, <laughs> Honestly, don't have a whole lot to say about it, really. I mean, I, w- I will give it, like, you know, kind of like uh, kind of the same with Alphaville. Like, I'll give it that it has a little more of a plot instead of just, you know, a bunch of people just spouting rhetoric for an hour 45. Um, but, yeah, I mean, like, it, like I've said before, you know, like, I'm not here to hate on Godard, but so far he's just not for me. You kind of are. I still, <laughs> I still want to see Weekend. I don't. You won't like Weekend if, if, all you, if, if, if you, you care, don't. If you hate him spouting rhetoric. <laughs> avoid rhetoric. Okay, maybe avoid I will. Weekend at all costs. <laughs> I was, I was, I was. When you said that, I was going <sighs> to say I think I prefer the Godard films where he spouts rhetoric and there's less plot because oh. I, I, I think Weekend <laughs> is one of his better films. Um, I love, but, I love Weekend. I, the, yeah. <laughs> the the rhetoric can go can go sideways. I I don't like all of those movies, but I, I do love Weekend. Mm. Okay. Um. I mean, if I didn't like Breathless, yep. I don't think I'm gonna like much else that he did. <laughs> well, that's know? well. Breathless is Breathless is way different than a lot of his. You know, I, shows, I oh say. okay. Breathless is pretty far down my list of Godard movies. Okay. Um, but I don't. And, you know, I have I have issues getting through Breathless. I it, I find it really tiresome. Which is, yeah, me too. You know, I got, I'm full of bad opinions today, but <laughs> I don't think it's. Yeah, I don't think it's close to the top of his list either. I mean, I mm-hmm. I mean, I haven't seen nearly as much as Jr. But just mm. based on what I've seen, I, I mean, like I. But like I say, I find I find the more experimental he gets, the more interesting it is for me. I think because. Even though Breathless is sort of, I guess, experimental for what it's doing, it's still pretty, like, especially by today's standards, it's pretty uh, ordinary and um, mm. it's like a Linklater film. You know, it's like watching, I don't know, like, like Before Sunrise or something. It's like, uh, uh, yeah. it's not terribly interesting. It's just like, it's 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 good. I don't dislike it. But anyway, mm. um, well, uh, okay. I, I watched uh, Clean, a movie from this year. Uh, well, it's... Listed as 2021 on Letterboxd, but I mean, it just came out on VOD, uh, and I don't think it had a theatrical release, and it stars Adrian Brody. It's directed by Paul Solette, who... Yeah, you had, uh, you had mentioned su- this last episode. As, as in mentioned Did wanting mention? to watch it. Oh, yeah. I thought I was going to watch it, yeah, and then I totally watched it and regretted it immediately. Um, this guy directed... Uh, a documentary called Tread a couple of years ago, which I sort of wanted to see, but now I don't want to see it because this movie's so horrible. But it's a documentary about this guy who like 
built a bolt bulldozer and like bulldozed this town that he lived in because he hated what they were treat how they were treating him. <laughs> it's a true story. I've actually watched um, like news footage of this, but anyways, this guy also directed like another like straight to video sort of thriller with Adrian Brody and John Malkovich called Bullethead back in 2017, mm. which I think I saw the trailer to at some point. But Clean is a movie that is about this garbage collecting guy a guy who drives a garbage truck by himself all night and uh it's just like the most uh, like just starting from that premise it's absurd there's some throwaway line about how budget cuts you know (laughs) like there's no like he has to be alone in the truck you know there's nobody else uh to help him and then the way he the way he gets the garbage into the truck is like he he backs up to a dumpster and he like takes a wire with a hook and like hooks it onto the I don't know like I've never seen a garbage truck work this way. He hooks it on the thing and then the wire like pulls the the thing, you know, the the dumpster up and like dumps it in. Like that no truck works this way, am I right? No. Aren't they like automated at this point? Like like they, they have like the big things with the uh, the two uh, you know like like, yeah. a, like a mammoth. D- depends on the right? city, but Encino sure. Man. Well, he's in uh, New York City, so you would think, uh, <laughs> and it's modern day. <sighs> or he might be—I don't know—he might be in like some like small section of New York. It's, he's, it's definitely New York because I think there's like an NYPD car at one point. But anyways, mm. doesn't matter. Uh, if it, the point is that uh, he. Uh, he doesn't like the way the town is going. You know, there's rampant crime and stuff. And this girl that he's trying to be the surrogate father to, because he lost his own daughter. Uh, she ends up almost getting gang raped. And so he has to go save her by shotgunning. No, I'm sorry. I take it back. He doesn't shotgun at that point. He, he hammers all them to death with a, uh, with a monkey wrench. (laughs) And, uh, it just sort of devolves into John Wick from there. Like, he becomes John Wick, and it's revealed that he is John Wick. He's, like, a former assassin for the mafia. Oh, my and, God. And uh, he, like, has to open up this old trunk, you know, that has all of his weapons in it. And then he makes a silencer out of a out of an old oxygen tank for his shotgun. And then he goes and kills all the people who are in the mafia in the town and blows up their mansion. And it's so cheap and horribly made, and they can't afford to blow up a mansion, obviously, so it's all, like, CG, horrible CG (laughs) explosions, and it's just uh, CG blood, and his, just, Adrian Brody really throwing himself into this role as hard as he can when it does not require this, like, he's crying constantly, and he's freaking out all the time and there's flashbacks his kid OD'd on heroin because he was doing heroin and his kids saw him do it once so she was playing like I'm daddy too and then she put the needle in her arm and shot up heroin and he can't forgive himself and that's why he's a trash collector now and it's the worst it's just it's the absolute worst (laughs) queuing this up as we speak (laughs) it's really bad I mean oh Jesus yeah, I would say avoid at all costs, but I mean, you know, do what you gotta do. It's uh, it's the worst. No. Rizza is in this also for like four seconds. I don't know, he's probably just doing a favor for Adrian Brody. And McKelty mm. Williamson is in this, and like, where did this guy go? I mean, he's just like, he's bottom of the barrel, eh? I mean, this guy was in Forrest Gump and Heat. Like, <laughs> I, where is this guy? Is it, I, 
This, Damn. So Adrian Brody has now worked with this director twice. Yeah. And yeah. man, so is it's just oh, this guy I, and uh, and Wes Anderson giving him jobs. What's going on? Paul Solette, this guy must be like his best friend from childhood or something because like you would never think you'd want to work with this guy. He, he makes terror. He makes this like this is the guy has no idea how to make a film. And then, but then you realize that Adrian Brody essentially made this film by himself. He just needed somebody to be there to direct it because he co-wrote it and he wrote the score for it and performed the score. And the score is horrible. Like, whole, like it sounds like it was played on a Casio piano with like the like speakers mic'd. <laughs> It's absolutely atrocious. Really, really bad. So, man, you know, it's clean is not good. It's dirty. It's brutal. <laughs> this sounds disgusting. <laughs> Re- revenge is a dirty business. You know who is in it though? That's good. Is uh, he's not good in this movie, but I like him a lot. Is um, fuck, Glenn Fleshler. Is in this? Who, uh. I don't want to. Let's see. I'm trying to f- tell you who this guy is without giving away things about shows. Uh. He's in, like, a bunch of HBO shows. Like, he's in, uh, Boardwalk Empire and True Detective, and he was in the Joker movie. I don't know. He's just a good. He's, like, a good character actor. I like. I liked seeing him, but. Mm. He's. He's not very good in this movie, but then he doesn't have much to, to work with, really, you know? So he's where the one, one star comes in? Half star, half star. Oh, my bad. Okay. Yeah. And I mean, yeah, I don't, yeah, there's really not much redeeming about this. I mean, I like, like, I like that guy. I kind of like, I mean, I kind of like Adrian Brody. Like, I wish he would, <laughs> like, I'm sort of rooting for him still, you know? I'm like, I, because I know that he can act given <clears throat> the right circumstances. But it's just like, this is the kind of thing that this seems like what he's passionate about. He wants to do stuff like this. Mm. And it's just terrible. Like, he's got no taste. Yeah, it's like, dude. He doesn't have any perspective, you know? Yeah, it's like, you were... He Was he just nominated for the Oscar for the piano player? No, or? he won. Oh. He won. He's the youngest actor in history to win. So what? Uh, I don't know. <laughs> he's 27. He won an Oscar for best actor. Yeah, I mean, and he's good in The Pianist, I think. I mean, I just don't... I don't know. Yeah, it's just... It's a... It's a it's a no-go for me. Whack. <clears throat> but, I mean, like, yeah, he's good in all of the Wes Anderson movies he's in that I've seen. I didn't see Darjeeling. But he's good in all those. He's good in... Uh, I even liked him in something like... Th- this is actually a sort of a similar movie to this uh, Alex... Um, or Tony K, sorry. Tony K movie called uh, Detachment. Oh. Uh, in which... Or he, he plays, like, a substitute teacher. Because that movie's not great either. But he's like giving it his all he's like really trying hard and it actually like works in that movie like because he's he's supposed to be sort of you know um try hardy i guess or whatever like uh he wants to make a difference you know Mm. and uh i don't know he sort of saves that movie it rescues it from being absolute trash but anyway that's clean should put detachment on my possible deep dive list because you guys have not seen it. <laughs> oh, <laughs> I mean, dumb. I would That's be interested in watching another Tony K movie. Yeah, he doesn't do much, man. Yeah, yeah I mean, I think he's done like two things, and yeah, do, uh, I know he did the the video for Danny California, but uh, 
Other than he that, did uh, the lake, the documentary Lake of Fire, which I thought was great about oh, abortion right, right. clinics. Mm. Yeah, that's uh, it's one of my favorite ones to rewatch. I, I do love that. <laughs> I, I mean, I think I, I, I would be hard to watch it now. I watched it before I was a father, but it's definitely. <laughs> I remember thinking it was excellent. Okay. He's pretty. Uh, I think he's kind of hard to work with. I get, I get the impression that he's sort of a psychopath. <laughs> I don't know. Like what what I read about uh, the making of American History X. Like I don't know if it was him or if it was Edward Norton in the studio. I don't know. It was probably like, both of them. Yeah. Uh, I heard. Yeah, I heard Edward Norton like recut it to yeah, yeah. enhance his performance in it, which. I mean, I don't know. I, I think American History X is good, so I don't know. I know a lot of people sort of, it's divisive, but... JR? Uh, should I go with more negativity, or should I go to something good? Let's... Go with something good, Yeah, man. let's do something yeah. good. Yeah. Right. the positive shit. Bring us up, because I'm about to bring us down with the next thing I talk about. Okay, cool. <laughs> um, so I, uh, you know, I got the, the Blu-ray for, for Spencer... And watched mm, that yeah. the the actual oh, no. day before it was available on Hulu. I was so pissed. Uh, <laughs> I know it's ridiculous. Wasting one of my Netflix. You saw a better channels. copy though. I did, yeah. Better copy. Mm. Anyway, so uh, watched Spencer, and uh, you know, you already went into this a good bit. I really liked Spencer. I oh, okay, enjoyed <laughs> Kristen Stewart. Yeah. I loved Sean Harris. As the the chef at the the castle, yes, was, amazing. Awesome. I, uh, I wanted the whole movie to be about him. Yeah, <laughs> honestly, yeah, I would I would take that movie for sure. Um, you know, there, I thought there were some moments that just like didn't play great, mostly involving her, like when she like gets out of the car and runs into the field. I'm just like, okay, whatever. I guess this is what we're doing. But uh, yeah, I I thought everything with Kristen Stewart worked. I understand that I. I just see. I seem to like her a good bit, but um, movie was very pretty. The uh, I, woman who played the the queen who never speaks but just glares it was like that was such an awesome way to depict the queen. Just uh, mm. we we never hear her thoughts about tradition and uh, all the shit that you know, the family thinks that Kristen Stewart should be doing, or Diane, Princess Diane should be doing, but uh, just the looks that this queen gives are are so perfect. Um, villain of the year, maybe. Um, <laughs> and I also watched The Worst Person in the World, which had a, um, a performance that I was excited to see. I'd heard a lot of good things about Renata uh, Ranzva. Ranzva. I'm sorry. She's... Uh, She's Norwegian. I don't know how to, to say her name. But uh, this is uh, Joachim Trier's new movie about um, this woman played by Renata Reinsva, who is uh, she's like a med student. She's young. She's wild. She parties. She meets uh, this other med student and then soon doctor played by Anders Danielson Lee, who uh, and they you know they move in together. They have a fast falling in love thing and. The rest of the movie is just her kind of navigating her um, her love life and her inability to sit still, inability to commit. Um, she's constantly looking, uh, but 
this is like the most fun, the only fun Joachim Trier movie. This guy has typically made very serious films. Uh, this is a movie that is having a lot of fun. There are some cool needle drop moments that, um, like if described, would sound really fucking lame to me, but I really enjoyed them in this movie. Uh, and would have been a higher rating if not for you know this five minute kind of denouement at the uh, tagged on at the end that I just kind of thought was like all right well thanks for over explaining everything to me but um, it's great highly highly recommend and this this movie got nominated for a uh, original screenplay it's uh, it's for got nominated for a screenplay award that doesn't happen so that's cool nice is it, it's not up for best picture though right it is not. Uh, I believe it I don't was. Have to watch it. <laughs> I believe it was screenplay and uh, screenplay and foreign film. Foreign film, yeah. I'm 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 definitely uh, planning on watching this at some point before the Oscars. Still got a month. Still got a month. Exactly a month from today. Yeah, mm. you, we have all all the time in the world. Uh, West Side Story will be on Hulu and HBO Max March second. Have we talked mm. about that? I'm not gonna lie. Yeah. I'm gonna I'm gonna rewatch. <laughs> I'm not gonna lie. I've been kind of jonesing to rewatch. I have it. I have a day off. Like, there's no school this coming Friday. Um, yeah. Oh like, yeah, you don't have Mardi Gras off like we do. Oh no, I don't. Yeah, yeah. I'm off. I'm off Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday. You guys are so <laughs> fucking cool. Um, I'm only thing. off on Tuesday, so relax. <laughs> mm-hmm. But yeah, I'm gonna. I might go to a theater. I might be like, it's available on HBO Max today. I'm gonna go to fucking theater anyway see it real you big. should see it on the big screen or it is it's i feel like it is sort of a big grandiose you know you want to see it on a big screen yeah. i feel like but should i see that or not to be one of those people licorice pizza which oh fuck i know i right? mean you're gonna put it, yeah i'd see licorice pizza because even though it's less grandiose it's like you're gonna be able to you can go home and watch west side story i mean mm. yeah, yeah you got to this and what and, and licorice pizza is, is licorice pizza is, is better but um Anyway, and it's the better filmmaker. You know, what are you going to do? Hmm. <laughs> Probably go to Licorice Pizza. Yeah. Yeah, yeah totally. <laughs> Sorry. All right. A little, little Oscar talk. The uh, Oscar nominees mm. were announced since we last talked. Or was that bef- oh, yeah. before we last talked? I don't remember. Mm. Um, I don't know. I don't know either. Doesn't matter. If they happened... <laughs> There's there's yeah. some good movies nominated, some bad movies nominated. It's cool. Mm. I honestly, I feel like we've talked about everything that's up for Best Picture before, like between the two of us, especially you know, like having watched all those films last year. I think I you're don't right. think that there's anything we missed, but mm. um, like I still haven't seen King Richard and uh, Lucy and Desi or whatever it's called. Desi, Being the that what it's called? That's not one. The Ricardo. Being the oh, yeah, that's, oh, that's the. Uh, there's a documentary called Lucy and Desi. I think. Oh, I'll, I'll I'll save being the Ricardos for my negativity turn. Next go. <laughs> little little te- cool. little tease for the listeners there. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Coming back to it, we're gonna circle back. All right, Kevin. <laughs> okay, so uh, the other day I was on Letterboxd and I found this um, list, like Letterboxd uh, top 100 animation list, and. Like, I'd seen, I think I've, you know, I think I'd seen maybe about half of the list, or a little less. Uh, but I started going going down and like, you know, I want to watch this, I want to watch this. And so, the first thing that I watched from this list was an extremely, like, unbearably cheerful movie called Grave of the Fireflies. 
Yeah. Now, I'm sure some listeners will have caught my sarcasm. Um, okay, so I knew going in that this movie was going to be depressing. I had, like, my brother had told me something about it, so I knew that it was going to be kind of a sad movie. Did not know that it was going to be literally an hour and a half of watching two children starve to death in wartime. Yeah. <laughs> and just just coming just coming off of, you know, n- you know, being very close to losing the place that I live in a fire, it was not the best thing to start off with as far as films go. That being said, um, Did you it's watch a very this with the boys? fuck no. Okay, <laughs> the boys. Good. I don't know. You, well, if you didn't know what you were getting into, it's like, oh, hey, let's watch this I cartoon. Was, I guess that's true. Well, I kind of put it off to the side because I didn't want them to see it because, like, it's a Ghibli film. So, like, I put it off to the side because I was like, I, I should, I should, I should check this out before before they do, and. I watched it, and the next morning, I immediately took it back so they wouldn't try to watch it while I was gone. Because... <laughs> good, good idea. smart. Yeah, because, like... It's it's well made. Um, the animation is good. It's, you know, the performances are good. There's um, really, really nice and beautiful score. But it's fucking depressing. So, yeah, that's all I've that's all I've ever heard about it. <laughs> really, so it's yeah. It's I super, mean, it's a downer. It's it's so it's such a down. I mean, it it's one of the it's one of these movies that's affected me so much. Like I gotta like it's something so depressing that I have to tell everybody about it. I have to share this. <laughs> like, oh my god. Make you're, sure you're, that we're all depressed like you. Of course. You're, yes. you're probably everyone's favorite at work right now. Well, I only <laughs> told, like, I only talked to one person about it at work, but, uh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh. It sounds brutal. This is what, uh, it's, I, uh, this is what I should have said. Last I night, I was, uh, I went, look, little, little band, band name drop here. My brother and I went to see Godspeed You Black Emperor last night, and it was, uh, mm-hmm. Fuck you. It was really fun. Fuck. Uh, oh, hold my on. My brother. Hold on. I gotta pick up this name you dropped. Oh, yeah. <laughs> sorry. I'm sorry that I live in a real city with real concerts. Oh, blow me. They're coming. They're, they, they're, I saw them in New Orleans like 10 years ago. But yeah, I, it had been a long time since I'd seen them, too, which is. I, was, I wasn't going to go, and then my brother called and he was like, hey, I'm going to go do this. And I was like, you know what? I'm going to go do it with you. Uh, but anyway, he. My brother's friend came, and we were uh, talking about uh, some music stuff. And then he was like, "Oh, Dave tells me that you like a lot of movies." And he was asking me for recommendations, which I hate. I hate giving recommendations to people I don't know because, like, I don't know what this guy likes. Yeah. Uh, I mean, yeah. we, you know, it's like the last movie that my brother and I watched together was Baywatch with The Rock. And <laughs> it's like, what if this guy likes Baywatch? I don't fucking know. But I should have recommended Grave of Fireflies because cartoons, usually for everyone. Everyone likes those. Uh, Maybe not that one, though. Mm, probably not this one. <laughs> but that's a way to make friends, you know? Yeah. What do you, what do you recommend? Grave of Fireflies. Go cry at home. Yeah. Get back to me. You should have rec- recommended Solo while you're at it. Fucking... 
Schindler's List. Funny story. <laughs> this Grave of the Fireflies is on somebody's like list of uh, you know those those movies. You know, like with like Turin Horse and um, you know all these other existentially depressing films. Yeah, I could. See I haven't that. seen Turin Horse, so I don't know. But I don't find Turin Horse to be depressing. But I could see how other people might. Mm. It's. I, I mean, it it's fucking awesome. It's, it's bleak. <laughs> it's a bleak. I mean, it's movie. bleak. I don't. I don't know. I guess. Yeah, I guess there's a sort of a a, a difference there between right. something that like bums me out and something that is uh, bleak. I kind of like bleak stuff. Mm. Anyway, um, okay. Well, I saw. Uh, I watched The King's Man. Directed by Matthew Vaughn. Haven't I've never seen Kingsman or any of the sequels, and I will never see them. But this one is set in World War One, so I was like, you know what? And it has Ray Fiennes; he's like the star. So I was like, I'll watch this one. And there's an act, you know, there's we got Risa fans playing uh, Rasputin. So I was like, <laughs> and I've always found the Rasputin and the the whole uh, the Czar and Tsarina stuff really interesting uh, historically. This movie is not concerned with history. History. Uh, it's concerned with uh, creating a <clears throat> fictional version of it, which is fine. Uh, in this movie, there's a supervillain who's an Irishman. The very thick. No, is he Irish or Scottish? I think he's Scottish. Very thick Scottish accent. Who uh, has a, a group of um, henchmen who are all world leaders <laughs> like uh and people who affect world leaders like Rasputin is one of his henchmen and uh, mm. there's like this German guy played by Daniel Bruhl who is uh like the assistant to the Kaiser in Germany he's the one who gets him to engage in the war and everything and continue to engage in the war and and, and plan to attack Mexico, or plan to try to get Mexico to attack the U.S., you know, the Zimmerman letter and all that, like, all that's in here. It's it's interesting how they sort of weave it all together, because it's, you know, it's, it's super nonsensical, like, it's nothing uh, like what actually happened, obviously, because this movie's not taking place in reality, it's like an alternate reality, but Ray Fiennes is the de facto star of this film. You might think that his son... Harris Harris Dickinson, who plays Conrad Oxford, his uh, his character's son, is the star because they focus a lot on him at the beginning. But um, no, Ray Fiennes takes over and is the action hero of this picture, which is really weird. Like, because Ray Fiennes is not an action hero at all. And I don't know if you guys remember uh, Red Dragon. I know Jr. loved Red Dragon. So do you, <laughs> you you remember the scene in Red Dragon though when he um, is torturing uh, Philip Seymour Hoffman's character and he takes off the robe and he's like flexing and stuff. He's got the tattoo on his back. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You remember the noise he's making during that? And he's like, Aah! like that. You know? Yeah, I remember that playing a big part in a way I loved it so much. Yeah. <laughs> That's okay. Apparently. That's not him doing a character. That's just the noise he makes whenever he exerts himself. Because he makes the exact same noise all through this film. Every time he's in any sort of situation, he's like, he's, it's, it's oh my really God. and embarrassing. Yeah. 
it's bizarre. You just can't accept him as a uh, as an action hero. It just doesn't work. I accept Jaiman Hansu as this African machete wielding, you know, uh, bodyguard assassin. Yeah. Uh, but I can't do it with Ray Fiennes as the sort of dapper Englishman who mm. has to put away his pacifist ways and get out his sword cane to fight Rasputin and injustice. It's, uh, I don't know, it's not like the worst movie I've ever seen, and it's got some like fun moments and some interesting set pieces, and I I sort of like some of the ways that the, uh, some of the twists and turns that the plot makes, I didn't see coming at least, I guess is what I could say for them, but uh, overall I'd say it's a fail. But I don't know, if you're a fan of this franchise, maybe it's awesome. I don't know. I the, the other movies look terrible to me. I don't know. Have you guys seen The Kingsman no. or this uh, the other one? I don't know. I saw the, How many are the first one. Um, yeah, yeah. I it's it's been a long time. I I remember thinking it was okay. But Samuel Jackson was like the. Um, the bad guy bad and he guy. was and he did it with this weird lisp which i always thought was weird so yeah, he's supposed to be like russell russell simmons right like isn't he sort of like a play on russell simmons maybe yeah i think so because yeah. he's wearing like the same hats and shit i don't uh, know i remember seeing uh the trailer for it but anyways mm. yeah uh the king's man is streaming on hbo max and hulu mm. so yeah. I mean, it's just it's, available, uh, you know. Yeah. <laughs> this Disney, this Disney Fox stuff is they're getting w- real weird with it. Mm. It's yeah. Like this, yeah. uh, what was it? Is West Side Story on both? I think it is on Disney Plus and HBO Max. Maybe or, there was something March else. 2nd. Also, Free Guy is on yeah. both. Oh, Free Guy's on both. Yeah, yeah. Also coming up in John's negativity, Jr.'s negativity corner. Yeah, I would never watch Free Guy, so. <laughs> You're good. Thank mm. you for watching that. Anyway, uh, yeah, it's the King's Man. Mm. Uh, Chair? Yeah, uh, so Free Guy. Um, I watched this on HBO Max, not Disney Plus. Um, mm. Which good for you. <laughs> well, it just you know this is a this is a movie that was acquired by Fox. Like it, it was made by Fox, acquired by Disney in the merger, and uh, clearly there were some reshoots because. <laughs> this movie this movie is like all about um being an individual and uh you know being an original making an original create something new don't play sequels uh find your individuality and at the end it's like find your individuality by harnessing the power of disney ip um like just you know ryan reynolds like is a video game character in this movie you've seen the trailer and he uh you know he like Spoiler alert, he pulls out Captain America's shield. He, like, has a Hulk arm to, like, punch somebody. It's, uh, he pulls out a lightsaber. And all the people watching the video game are like, that's a lightsaber! He's like, yeah, we see it. Yeah. Um, Free Guy, until that, like, until the end, until the corporate synergy at the end, it's just, like, a normal, bad, you know, like, sort of family-friendly, you know, like, see it with your 12-year-olds. Kind of action deal, bad special effects. This is nominated for an Oscar for its effects. That's gross, um, but yeah, it's uh, it becomes truly disgusting at the end. It left such a poor taste in my mouth, and I was 
upset that I stayed up until 1 a.m. watching it on a school night. I don't know why I did that. Um, it's it's god awful. Don't ever you won't ever watch it. I'm I'm just shouting this into the void so that everyone knows. Don't fucking watch Free Guy. It's it's fucking gross. And you know, it's like some of the reviews on here are like, oh, it's like it's we'll watch it with your kids and blah blah blah. I've heard that on another podcast. I see some of my letterbox friends have like four stars here, and I know one of these guys has kids, and I'm like, you fuck your kids. You don't have to show this to your kids. That's gross. Is uh, you know, our founding founding co-host of this podcast, Jordan. A, I, I would never gave it a four. Be talking about him. <laughs> Um, I gave it a four, but I he's mean, not, he's, he's just—he's you know, he's far from the only—he's far from the only person to give it a, a positive rating. No, on, I know. Uh, um, it does feel like crazy. It feels like one of those films that's sort of separating people, but down the line of like, um, oh, you know, you're just taking it too seriously. Like it's just a goofy, fun movie. Mm. <laughs> and then people like you who are, you know, like who they would accuse of not having fun with it. But you obviously, I mean, you know how to have fun with stupid, yeah, like shitty movies. And this is just I, not I one of them. I turned it on yeah. because it's trash. Like, I was like, oh, let's right. just do some, like, you know, some slick, expensive trash. That's, you know, mm. that, that's, I could describe half of my diet as well. You know, I like all, I got all kinds of little Debbie cakes are disgusting. But I don't take them too serious. I just <sighs> cram them down my throat. Um, yeah, those are gross. You're wrong for that. Uh, <laughs> so I want to I, I want to do a double one just because I, I don't want to come back to this. I'm already I'm on my negativity corner. I I'm mad at movies. So I really just want to also mention being the Ricardos, which uh, received three acting nominations from the uh, from the Academy for one for Nicole Kidman for being Lucille Ball, one for um, oh, holy shit. Am I John now? Javier Bardem. Oh my god, yeah. Javier Bardem for playing Desi Arnaz. And one for uh, J.K. Simmons for playing uh, William Frawley, who plays a uh, a side character on uh, I Love Lucy. Uh, he's like the old grumpy neighbor who it turns J.K. out... J.K. Simmons plays is, Fred Mertz? Is that... Is that <laughs> the name of that character? I Love Lucy. <laughs> I believe I so. Who would know that? I don't fucking know. But this, uh, I grew up with I grew up with Nick Nickelodeon and Nick at Night, so I know about yeah, I Love Lucy. I know. I, I just I, I mean, never watched. I, I know that. Yeah, I know. I Love Lucy was on when I was watching Nick at Night. I know that, but it's I just I remember it less than maybe it's just some other sitcoms that I was watching in the middle of the night. I don't know. Mm. But um, this movie is also gross. But it's it's gross because it, it, like. You can tell Aaron Sorkin just thinks like it's so important. It it plays it so serious. It takes like this one few days where like if there's a story about to come out that Lucille Ball is um, like they're calling her her red, they're calling her a communist. Uh, this is mm. during that uh, the Red Scare, um, mm. and and it just like that's fine. And you know, setting it in in, in a production week for the show is like like if you just said that to me that, that sounds cool all right so we're gonna see them go through the process of the show we're gonna see her kind of interacting with uh you know her studio people the other actors who are you know hearing that okay well is lucille who i thought she was um but then it's just it's so fucking stupid and all the aaron sorkin dialogue just is it, it's just it's garbage this time around he's got all these like lines to kind of make it feel like the 
this cast and these people that work together like feel lived in like they were there referencing earlier conversations but it makes it just sound stupid and uh, there's one there's one time when like lucille says something and someone asks are you being funny and she's like i'm lucille ball you'll know when i'm being funny and there's there's lots of shit like that there's people are constantly telling lucille like you're lucille and she's saying i'm lucille and it's 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 the worst and and it also has just a, an ending that really that really pinches off the the shit sandwich that is this movie <laughs> like there's a climactic phone call um where they're they're about to tape the show they have a live audience and javier bardem comes out with a phone uh and he's like using this to try and convince the people like you saw this story but it's bullshit lucille's a real american and it's like it's the person on the phone is uh, is bad. It's bad, and uh, that's all. That's all. I got. I got to move on. Uh, this deserves zero acting nominations. Nicole Kidman is the Las Vegas favorite to win for this movie. I think. Um, I think that's bad. I think that's a bad idea. Don't give Nicole Kidman an Oscar for this movie. That's so gross, dude. That I mean, that like why? That's such a weird. You got you got Kristen Stewart and it's Olivia. Because it's Coleman about show right business. Just, yeah, I know. It's because it's about show business, though, right? It's like they I love show business. Mm. I think it's like there's just not a clear favorite this year, and people are just like, oh, I don't know. We'll just give it to Kidman. That that was fine, right? She it hasn't wasn't won fine. Enough. <laughs> Ridiculous. I think she's mm. only one for supporting actress. Well, she's still been nominated a bunch of times. She's, she's got an Oscar, is the point. Mm. Okay. Uh, those are the two worst movies of 2021 at the bottom i like i gave them both one star i understand when i give something one star it's usually like it's hollywood shit like this it's like i'm making a statement i know i'm i'm clearly mad at it um but whatever Mm. two my two least favorite things that i saw last year even penelope cruz has been not hasn't she been nominated like five or six times and never won like just give it to her (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> I mean, I'd rather. I haven't even seen Parallel wait, wait, Mothers. I'd rather see did, her win, though. Didn't she win for uh, Vicky Cristina Barcelona? Did she? Oh, see, I don't know. Did she? I believe she won supporting actress for that. Mm. I just know she's been nominated for like uh, several films. Anyway, um, oh, and, and her spouse is Javier Bardem. That's that's. So uh, there you go. Yeah, they're a uh, power power couple. A couple. Yeah. <laughs> power nominated um, couple. <laughs> Kevin, let's see. Um, I'll go ahead and tell you guys. Uh, I started to watch Ordinary People last night. No, not, sorry, uh, the night before. Uh, but I... we just ordinary people. Sorry, <laughs> she did win the Oscar, by the way, actress in a leaving in a supporting role. Ah, Vicky Cristina Barcelona. Go ahead. Sorry, nominated uh... four times. <laughs> yeah, so five I... times now. <laughs> oh my God. No, four times. I'm sorry. Madres Parallelas is the Parallel Mothers. Sorry, Kevin. You started to watch it, but you failed again yes. at watching your Punishment movie. Yes. Yes. Because I, I got I got up to the point where uh, he first meets uh, Judd Hirsch, and I was like, mm. this is what we're doing? And <laughs> this is two hours? Oh, yeah. I can, no. So I turned that off, and I went over to Canopy, and I watched... Uh, son of the white mare and this was a very interesting movie um the animation is really it's really something 
um, like the the story itself is kind of you know there's not a whole lot to it like um, it's based on like uh, like Hungarian folk tales and like the begin the beginning it's like dedicated to like nomadic tribes um, but yeah like it's about um, this dude who is birthed by this magical horse and then she nurses him for 14 years and he can shake this tree that kind of I don't know holds the world up or is like is the world um then he goes and meets his other two brothers and they go to save these princesses from the underworld and everyone lives happily ever after um hmm. well, nice. yeah it's uh it's 81 minutes which is great um like the story wasn't you know amazing so like i only gave it like three and a half but like it's very interesting and definitely worth watching at least once and it was another shirked your duty yes (laughs) that's what i'm hearing you shirked your duty yes to watch this film and watch this uh, animated garbage I mean, from Norway I, or whatever the fuck it is. <laughs> I mean, I'm the animation guy on the podcast. I have to. Oh, I have other duties, oh. you know. Besides the Robert Redford. Guy. And... <laughs> hey, man, you signed up for this. <laughs> this yeah. is the game. I know. I know. Well, you uh, watched it, enough it, of ordinary people to to realize that it's uh, insufferable. So. <laughs> Is it insufferable or unsufferable? Unsufferable? Did I say insufferable? Unsufferable? I I don't know. For some reason, when you said it, it sounded wrong. It's in. Oh, okay. I think you're right. I think you're right. Um, Okay. Uh, Well, I mean, I feel obligated now to defend uh, ordinary people. You shouldn't. Uh, uh, (laughs) With your three stars. I I mean, uh, look, hey, I didn't think it was great, but. There are things that I liked quite a bit about it. So I'll start with the things I didn't like. Then we can all <laughs> sort of commiserate and, you know, be on the same page, okay? Mm. I don't think Mary Tyler Moore is very good in it. Um, I didn't love Judd Hirsch in it. He's a little bit uh, cringy. <laughs> some of his lines. It's not really him. It's just his lines. Mm. And some of the writing is a little fucked up. Um, I hate the score, which is what canon in D major, which is just like a terrible, like procession wedding song or something. It's like fucking horrible. I don't know why you would use that as score. It's heinous. The only reason to listen to it is is, uh, Brian Eno's discreet music. (laughs) There you go. Yeah. (laughs) It's like, it feels, it feels like they didn't, he didn't want to hire like a, I mean, he hired a composer. That's the weird thing. It's like, he has a composer. Like, why would the composer use a piece of. You know, like classical music? I don't know. It's just so stupid. Mm. I don't love the soft photography. Uh, it's like very like late 70s, nasty looking. The print that's on Paramount Plus looks like shit. Mm. But that's not the movie's fault. Um, And I did not like the the flashbacks especially the audio flashbacks when people are like walking around and suddenly you'll just hear like really reverby audio of like people talking it sound like a sitcom or like something you'd hear in, on television 
and I just didn't think it worked at all. Um, so yeah, those are the things I really did not like about it. And I understand JR's issue with it. 100%. I get it. (laughs) (laughs) But the thing that's redeeming about it for me, like, I mean, it's a saccharine, like sort of, you know, uh, surface, uh, family melodrama and it's really really goofy at times and they're just so fucking sad and <laughs> it's I, I don't you know but the thing that works for for me that makes it work for me not work it doesn't work but the thing that makes it sort of redeemable are the two sort of central two of the three central performances and i think timothy hutton is pretty good as Conrad, for being as young as he is, like I think he's putting in a decent point. I think he goes a little over the top sometimes. And there's a line towards the end where he, where he gets like really, really angry, you know, and he's yelling at his doctor and he says, uh, screw you. <laughs> it's just like they've said the F word like 40 times in this movie. Why, why would they switch to <laughs> screw you in this moment? And it reminded me of Breaking Bad season three <laughs> where Jesse Pinkman is in the hospital after getting the shit beat out of him by uh, somebody. Mm. Is it by Tuco? It must be season two then. Anyway, he gets the shit beat out of him. He's in the hospital and he's, and he's uh, saying, and he has like this this nervous breakdown where he tells Walt that he doesn't want anything to do with him and he wants to be like left alone. He doesn't want any, he doesn't want to be a part of his life anymore. And he tells him, screw you. He's like, screw you, man. Screw you. And I was just like, why would they, like in that moment, who says screw you? I'm sorry. Like it's just reeks of censorship. Yeah, I mean, especially when they were allowed, like, one F-word each season. Come on. I mean, I think that they could probably gotten away with a lot more than that, honestly. I mean, they were on cable, and they were bleep. They were were muting out the F-word every time they said it anyway. This guy knew he was destined for basic cable television. (laughs) (laughs) About ordinary people? You're absolutely right about that. That's true. I mean, it does feel like a movie that would have played, you know, like, all throughout the 90s on, like, TBS or something. Mm. Or uh, TNT, even. But when I Shawshank the thing wasn't that, on. The, 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 right. The thing I like the most about it is um, Donald Sutherland's performance, which I thought was genuinely terrific. Like, really good. Understated. Uh, completely natural. I mean, I loved his performance. And I, quite frankly, I think he puts everybody else to shame in the movie. He's just like... It feels like he's... And it makes sense because it's like he's like a professional actor who's been in movies that are serious and you know dramatic like this before and you've got timothy hutton who's essentially never done anything and mary tyler moore who's known as a comedian you know and it's like it sort of makes sense that he would be the best at this but um yeah i I loved his performance and uh i just uh really enjoyed that part of the movie anytime he was on screen i was pretty captivated Mm. but you know, I did find things about it to be like sort of like there were character turns that were unbelievable to me. Like I'm sure that Jr. won't remember this, but there's a there's a moment when uh, Donald Sutherland's been talking to Judd Hirsch, the psychiatrist, and he comes back and he's like sitting in the garage, and Mary Tyler Moore comes out and says, "What are you doing out here?" And he gets out of the car and says, "I need to talk to you about Buck's funeral. There's a there's son who died." And then he's like asking her about this really specific detail from Buck's funeral. And she's just like not having it because she obviously doesn't want to think about that because she's all closed off emotionally. And then at the end of that scene, it resolves with her hugging him. 
And I was like, why would she hug? There's no way she would hug him. She would just be pissed <laughs> off and he would sleep on the couch. Like, <laughs> like why? What, what is she like a changed person all of a sudden? You know, her whole thing is like not being able to, you know, uh, emote and show what she's feeling and stuff. So I love the scene when uh, he's also loved the, th- the scene when Timothy Hutton is trying to call uh, Karen and then he decides to call Janine instead. Like he's like thinking about what he's gonna say and stuff, and he's like got the numbers out and everything. I don't know. I really enjoyed that. I did. I thought the uh, the the therapy scenes were like obviously huge influences on Goodwill Hunting or on Matt Damon and Ben Affleck when they wrote Goodwill Hunting. They obviously saw this movie a lot. Yeah. Um, <laughs> even I mean, even to the point of like the breakthrough that Timothy Hutton has with Judd Hirsch is so similar to the "It's Not Your Fault" moment in that movie. Um, so yeah. And I was going to say, what happened to Timothy Hutton? Like, he won an Oscar for this, and then, I mean, I know he's in other stuff between then and now, but, like, he's, like, a nobody now, right? Star, like, what is he doing? star of Leverage, which was 10, oh, is 10 years old at this point. That was 10, yeah, that, mm-hmm. was a, that was a long time ago, too, yeah. But, I mean, that was, like, a comeback for me, I think, I think even that, right? I mean... He was hmm, in the, uh... Sort of like uh a, I didn't see this um, Netflix series, but uh, he was in The Haunting of Hill House. Yeah. Mm. He was in, uh... He was in uh, All the Money in the World. Yeah. I didn't know that. Mm. You know, he's just a guy. He's just a guy that appears just not things. Like, mm. He just didn't, like, parlay that that Oscar into, like, a, a, a prestigious career of any kind, well, you know? You know? I mean... Maybe he's working on a movie like Clean next. I've been meaning to see Daniel for a long time. It's one of the few Sydney Lumet movies that's like left over that I really want to see bad is uh, mm. this movie Daniel. So yeah. he made it three years after he won the Oscar. I feel like Timothy Hutton probably like he's probably someone who he just came around at the wrong time. Like mm. you know, because like yeah, you know, got like ordinary people, Falcon and the Snowman, but like. The oh, yeah, 80s, yeah. the yeah. 80s yeah. just weren't. The 80s just weren't about those kinds of movies. You know, it was the Brat Pack and you know, uh, mm. you know, other things. Should have been in more John Hughes movies. Yeah, he he probably would yeah. have been. He'd probably Although, be a bigger I mean, name. Look where those actors are now, they're they're doing nothing. Also, yeah, God, I mean, <laughs> I mean they're all washed up. Also, <laughs> like <laughs> that was forty years ago. No, mm. I know, but it's like even like even Emilio Estevez had like a heyday in the '90s. You know what I mean? Mm. Like, yeah. and Timothy Hutton certainly didn't. <laughs> Timothy Hutton was doing playing God in the '90s with David Duchovny. I mean, this guy <laughs> did not do well. I think he's a perfectly capable actor. Mm. I don't know. I really liked him in uh, City of Industry, which we'll have to uh, get into at some point in the podcast. <laughs> but anyway, that's. Uh, that's ordinary people. I always do my homework, Kevin. <laughs> Never will I not. I think I, I think I did miss one time, but <laughs> anyway, <laughs> I'll just use this as an excuse not to watch the next thing I don't want to watch. You know, like well, Kevin didn't watch Ordinary People, so I do. Can, I don't can have I, to watch uh, whatever. I do think this is the first time that you openly admitted that you like you had the movie, you had time to watch it, and you were just like, nope. So, yeah, so yeah right. No, I turned it off and watched something else instead. Which again, I uh, I think I mean, that is uh, ballsy. That's good for content for us. You were 
you were you said fuck this movie and i have to i have to respect that to be fair though fair i'm enough. pretty sure that i i'm pretty sure i don't remember exactly but i probably admitted that on uh porkies but i had covid oh yeah so no, you, that's I, a, I used you, the COVID you have a, you have a for pass that. for that. You used COVID. Yeah, you, yeah. Yeah. you did not. You were not honest. You used COVID. There's there's no pass for this though. You just okay. you just you just said I don't care about the game or the structure of this show. <laughs> Fuck this movie. <laughs> <laughs> well, At least like you, you watched Kimmy, right? This so. week. So <laughs> no, no, no. As long as you watch the deep dive, I mean that's yeah, what's yeah, really yeah. important. So you probably did a better job on that than I did. But I'll save that for a deep dive. Uh oh. Somebody watched I mean, I, it on I, their I phone watched it. in four sittings. Uh, <laughs> try phone in eight or nine. <laughs> oh, Jesus fucking Damn. Christ. The, the weekend really got it's away. It's only an hour and a half. It's not not even. It's not, it's not even that. Yeah, it's very, oh, it's yeah, very it's short. Uh, HBO Max. I, tr- I, tr- I woke up early to watch it this morning before I had stuff to do, and uh, I could not get HBO Max to play the movie on either television. Like, it was just... Hmm. HBO Max on both my TVs was just loading nonstop. wouldn't play the movie. And mm. I was like, uh, well, I'm fucked. I'm uber fucked now. Um, you were trying to rewatch it? Is that what you mean? No. Just trying to watch. Like, you this morning... I, no, this morning I started it. Like I wanted to start. Oh, this you morning. started it. Th- <laughs> so instead of, God. I just had to watch it in pieces throughout the rest of the day. I was gonna rewatch it today because I, I watched it like the night it came out. Mm. So it's been a while. But oh, this review is fucked. This review is. No, fucked. I, I, I remember everything. I remember everything. I was looking over my notes earlier to like refresh my memory about things that I liked and disliked. So right. it's good. Anyways, let me do. Um, uh, Jer. Yeah. Yeah. I'll do uh, watch a few of my Criterion Challenge movies to make sure I'm up to date i think i'm actually one behind i think if i i need to watch one this weekend to be up to date but i watched uh, working girls for my 1980s pick which is a movie directed by lizzie borden from 1986 and is about a um they just call it a house but it's like like a working girl house but it's like a, a brothel type deal like a a manhattan mm. it seems i think it's new york city seems to be manhattan uh oh yeah it, they've People are taking the subway and stuff. Uh, apartment um, where there is an arrangement with the doorman to let uh, people in who know the right way to get in, and um, it is staffed by three, you know, working girls at a time, um, and they have uh, a madam who who's kind of in and out. And this is uh, it is a workplace, you know, dramedy about. Uh, about these working girls and uh, just kind of hanging out, shooting the shit, and every once in a while, like you know, a John shows up and, and they have to go and, and service them. And it's a really fascinating way to cover this industry. It's not like something awful does not happen at the end. There's no like there's there's no melodrama here. It it really just is. We're in the house. People show up. I mean, there's like drama between. Some of the girls don't get along. They hate their boss, who's just she's like just an annoying manager, uh, who just wants. She's got like nitpicky needs for what the girls should be doing, and they can't stand her. They make fun of her, and uh, there's a lot of awesome camaraderie in this movie, and I just think it makes a lot of really amazing choices in the script and uh, the way it chooses to to show and visualize. 
this workspace and highly recommend if you uh, haven't done your 80s pick and you're like, I need to find something better than what I have. Uh, and like the only reason oh, it's not... Is that allowed? I don't I mean, <laughs> I, I, th- I think so. I don't know. I haven't done that, but <laughs> I feel like it should be allowed. But, uh, yeah, I, mean, I like, did change out one, but... I get this is I get this four and a half, and the only reason it's not a five is just it's clearly like this is a movie made with no budget, um, actors who have been in almost nothing else. I d- I don't know if any of these were professional actors or or, um, or what their stories are, but uh, you know there there are moments when you can tell we are not working with uh, with seasoned players here, and uh, it hurts it just a little bit. Just a little bit, but I, I think the like the intent of the movie and the rest is, is strong enough to make it just incredible. I uh, my '80s pick is Kagamusha, so you're good. Yeah, I mean Kagamusha is a great. I mean, yeah, I it's like this much movie. longer than uh, Working Girls, right? I mean, yeah. Working Girls is probably like eighty minutes or something. It's <laughs> yeah, it's so. ninety. It's a tight oh, tight well. ninety. Same thing. <laughs> Eighty without the credits. Um, <laughs> it's not ten minutes of credits. No, I, I had. A, I think originally I had um, for my genre science fiction. I had <laughs> uh, fucking uh, until the end of the world on my list. Oh no! <laughs> <laughs> I know, and I was like, because I, I really do want to see it at some point. And I was like, yeah, it's like five hours long, so I replaced it with a, a ten-minute short film. <laughs> Nothing. And then re- and then watch the ten minute short film. Nothing in between. No, nah. huh? nah. I was like, "Fuck that, dude! Mm. I'm, I'm going for it." Um, yeah. So mm. done. Yeah. Kevin. Oh, I'm out. Okay, I've uh, got one more, which is uh, Texas Chainsaw Massacre. Directed by David Blue Garcia from 2022. It's on Netflix. It's 81 minutes long, but that's 74 yeah. minutes when the credits start to roll. Uh, it is crazy, crazy short. Short and bitter. No, it's a, <laughs> it's a, it's a sequel to the original, I suppose. It's sort of like it's doing the same sort of thing that um, Halloween the Halloween films have been trying to do and Mm. they're doing much more successfully than this because they still have Jamie Lee Curtis and this movie does not have the original actress or actor who played the victim or the Leatherface. I believe so. The woman is. I believe Gunnar Hansen's also dead. But, um, yeah, so they've recast them and uh, this movie's about a bunch of sort of... uh, Hipsters, I don't know if that's the term anymore, like uh, Generation Z, uh, social media, Tesla driving hipsters, who buy a town in the middle of Texas, like a Marfa sort of esque, uh, but it's abandoned, ghost town. And then they want to sell the town, auction it off to other hipsters who are going to make a utopian Brooklynite. Williamsburg, <laughs> you know what I mean. They want to have a barber shop and a, a comic book shop and tea and coffee. It's an absurd and, idea. Yeah, 
It's a. Uh, I mean, it would be, it would, it's that kind of thing that would that would probably work if it was you know wasn't you know four hours from Austin or whatever it is. They have to take a, a bus there for a whole day, you know, <laughs> to get there. It's like and if it, I don't know who's coming to this town. Yeah, and it's all just again like these Gen Z idiots that are gonna make this town work. I don't, I don't think I mm. doubt that. Mm. Um, and uh, I, two of the Gen Z idiots. Yeah, I agree. Okay. Two of the Gen Z idiots are uh, Sarah Yarkin and Elsie Fisher. Elsie Fisher, of course, from Bo Burnham's masterpiece, Eighth Grade. Yeah, I spent, <laughs> I see it. I spent the entire movie uh, one like, why do I know her? She looks a lot. Oh, different. really? Because she has the yeah the brown hair. Yeah, I recognized her. I didn't. I thought I recognized Sarah Yarkin, who plays her sister, but I did. I don't know anything she's been in. So I don't think. I did. I looked her up at the time. Yeah, she's been in like she's in Happy Death Day to you. I don't know. Anyways, um, this movie uh, is not good. It's uh, your sort of typical slasher. Very violent. It's like more like more violent than the average slasher. Uh, definitely more violent than the Scream reboot that they just tried to do, the Lega sequel. Um. On par, I say more violent than the Halloween even sequels, but yeah. um, that's about all it has going for it is how extremely gratuitous it is. Uh, but I did find one of those gratuitous scenes to be quite a bit of fun, and I really liked how gruesome it got and is so sort of over the top ridiculous. Which is, of course, the bus scene in the <laughs> towards the end of the film where Leatherface comes onto the party bus and murders everyone on the bus with his chainsaw, and it's just like they're bathed. It's like a shower of blood inside, and they're all social. They're like uh, TikToking it and everything, Instagram Live, you know. <laughs> <laughs> I I had a lot of fun with that scene and like how he's just like lopping people's arms off and shit and like he, he at one point he lifts the guy up with the chainsaw on him and the blood's <laughs> just spraying. It was so like it was so over the top and that's the kind of thing that it's the only kind of thing that really can save something like this is that sort of over the top craziness, you know? Like normally they're so I don't know, they want to be so fucking serious with these movies sometimes. And this mm. one, too, at times, it wants to be also. I liked the, um, I also liked the, and I said it in my in my letterbox review, and I was sort of being sarcastic that this deals with the school shooting trauma thing better than uh, the Fallout, which it does, but Low bar. I, I, genuinely, I genuinely like the, the line that she has, uh, Elsie Fisher has, she's a school shooting survivor, and she has a line where she says, um, I was supposed to die at the school shooting, and, and I was supposed to die at my school or whatever, and uh, death followed me here. Like, that's a, that's an, I like, you know, I didn't mind that line. I thought it was pretty solid. But I do, I do find it, I didn't love the, the idea that, like, they sort of make, I don't know if they, I don't know if it's fair to, is it fair to say, JR, that they make Leatherface supernatural in this? I mean, they shoot him like 700 times and he lives. I mean, I don't know. Yeah, I think that's fair. Yeah, I don't like that. I, I hate that. I mean, it was, yeah. I mean, who cares? But I'm saying, you know, I would prefer if they left the Leatherface thing in the realm of the, he's just a crazy person who is, you know, uh, psychotically violent, mm. like in the original film, which is great, Kevin. Deal with it. It is great, yeah. Whatever. I, I think, 
I mean, <laughs> I don't know. It, it's almost like they they want him to kill so many people, and they have to have people trying to kill him back. That it's like we have to like turn him into this like supernatural specter. Like by making him supernatural, you make him more of an idea. Um, even though he's very literal because he kills every person. I also um, Alice Krieg is in this as uh, Leatherface's mother and she's in uh, she was in uh, Star Trek First Contact Mm. which was the first movie that our former co-host Jonathan ever saw in the theater really she was the Borg the Borg queen in that movie he didn't see anything until got a late oh okay wow he had a late start He uh, (laughs) he wasn't allowed to see movies wait like for real? Yeah. Dang. For real. I actually remember uh I, I, I saw this movie parents. I know, I know. It was a religious thing, you know. <sighs> I saw this movie in the theater the same day he saw it and I was coming out of the theater. Uh I remember this like distinctly. It was at Segan and uh, I was coming out of the theater seeing this movie and he he and his family were going into it and I was like, "Oh, you're going to see a movie." <laughs> like this is awesome, you know. Like now we can start seeing movies together, and it was like a, it really was like a, a floodgate had been open after that because I remember we saw, we must have saw a dozen movies together in the theater nice. after that. Nice. What uh, so. what changed his parents' uh, religion? What made God okay? With it wasn't, movies? it wasn't like that. It was, I think it was just a matter of like they, they, they wouldn't, they didn't want to see just anything, you know. They, they wanted him to see, you know, something that was, okay. uh, not offensive to their sensibility, which I guess Star Trek is. I don't know. And it's weird to think about now because now I don't think that they give a fuck one way or the other about anything like that, and it's really strange. But well, um, is there is there a sense of like, all right, we raised him with the moderation, so now he can moderate himself, so we don't have to care anymore. I mean, maybe he was eleven when when this movie came out, so I don't don't know if he was old enough to say he can can moderate Mm. himself. Yeah. It's like, <laughs> it's, I mean, but I remember it's just such a con in contrast to what I was dealing with, which is like my mom took me to see Braveheart when I was nine, but then she, I think she rationalized that as being like, it's history and he likes knights and, and swords and stuff. And that's interesting, you know, but I guess she, and she probably didn't realize it was going to be as violent and sort of uh, brutal as it was. Mm. She, saw, she took me to see uh saving private Ryan a couple of years later. So, Dang. you know. Yeah, I think the my parents one, walked out of Saving Private Ryan because it was too gory. Yeah, we did a whole family—not maybe not whole family. Maybe someone was with my sister, but uh, did uh, the Patriot as a as a family. Oh. That was that was the R-rated <laughs> movie that was deemed okay for us. Mm. Yeah, because it's history. Yeah, right? <laughs> it's okay. Mel, it's Mel Gibson's really good at that uh, that R-rated pseudo history yeah. thing. Yeah, we loved the Patriot when we were kids, man. That was like oh, a yeah. mainstay. I loved the shit out of it. Shit, dude. I've seen that. Although the fucking in, that like Indian fighting with the tomahawk and the knife, I love that shit. I still like it. <laughs> that that aspect of it. Mm. <laughs> I don't know how I'd feel about the Patriot if I watched it now. I don't think I'd like it as much, but I think the action would probably hold up. I don't know. Mm. That uh, I mean, that was definitely the first time I saw something like you know, the church burning scene, like that many people just mm-hmm. dying. Oh yeah. That's hardcore. I, well, yeah, I must've been shit. like 10 when that came out. Was that 98? It's a direct, sort of a direct mm-hmm. reference to, um, come and see, eh? I mean, probably. Yeah. 
That's where mm. they got that, right? I mean, I mean, I'm, I'm not saying that things like that didn't happen. They probably they probably got it from history as well. But anyway, that's it for me. I'm out. Mm. All right, then I'll um, I'll just mention. Sorry, do you guys hear that music in my background? No. No. Okay. Perfect. I don't. It's, it's driving me crazy. My uh, my <laughs> daughter has like this sort of like like, like this piano thing like this whatever uh soft piano thing out and uh, my cat keeps stepping on it i think playing (laughs) playing piano songs um i uh, like big yeah i mean kind of yeah yeah uh so i i caught up with a movie that's not really been on my list of things to catch up with but i just was like oh check this out watch stuck on you which is a uh ferrelli brothers comedy weird I can't believe you watched I that. It was, that was really strange. That was hilarious. <laughs> that was great. It was such a like stupid PG thirteen premise and execution that uh, that I thought was just very like delightful and feel good. And uh, like, there's something so like nice about it. I don't. I don't even. I don't understand why I like it so much, but I. I just really did. Uh, and is this movie nice core? I, I, it might be. Yeah, I think uh. it is. I think it is. Um, and then I, not and then, uh, something I watched uh, earlier this month, uh, just like fucked me up. I watched, uh, Joshua, the mm. sort of horror movie sort of from, uh, 2007 from, uh, George Ratliff. That was a, uh, like Sundance hit that was marketed poorly. This was marketed as a straight horror movie and, uh, did very poorly with critics and uh, audiences when it came out later in the year. The first like 70 minutes of this movie is just a apparent nightmare. Uh, Sam Rockwell and Vera Farmiga have um, Vera Farmiga gives gives birth to to a baby. They have this nine-year-old son named Joshua. Um, and like regardless of, of Joshua who you know ends up being sort of like a He's a sociopath, I think, would be the best way. To, he does not feel other people's emotions. He does not understand other people's emotions. But he's good at masking that. And, uh, man, uh, just Sam Rockwell and Vera Farmiga dealing with this crying newborn. It, like, it does not stop. It is that kind of, like, stressful noise situation. Like, every scene, a baby's crying. Vera Farmiga is losing her, her shit. Uh, and on top of that, we have this boy kind of like acting out uh and that that horror scenario uh was just too much and sam rockwell is so fucking good in this movie he's great um and you know it does eventually become like this this killer boy bad seed type movie at the at the end and like that's not that's just not as interesting but um it at least does some interesting things with it you know like the boy's plan for what he's doing is is fascinating this like this kid is a uh, he's a prodigy music prodigy brilliant child skipping two grades um that kind of deal i huh. it's not good for parents though but it's good No, you guys are just gonna leave me hanging. Oh my god! <laughs> no, I'm sorry. I was my, my shit was muted. I don't think I was. I don't think I can handle the the crying thing, man. That's like that's yeah. This I, mm. I, like, that's oh, just, it's like my my kid. My kid so cries stressful. for like a, like thirty seconds, and I lose it. I'm just like, yeah, yeah, you gotta stop. Like, <laughs> yeah. Just, 
That's so abrasive, man. That noise, I don't know. man. Like you, you, you understand so much. Like y'all remember that scene in High Life where uh, Pattinson, like the baby, is crying. He's like, he's staring. He's looking at her. Like it's gonna kill me. It's gonna kill me. Because she won't stop crying. Yeah. 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 Or like, and there's also that scene on uh, in uh, Under the Skin where the baby's crying on the beach. Ooh, that that was yeah. fucking brutal. That's, that's heavy shit. That's heavy shit too. You know, it's like that's yeah. one of those real fucked up ones. Yeah. Yeah. But um, yeah, that's uh, that's I don't know. Where did you see this movie again? I just I rented the DVD from Netflix. Oh, okay. I don't know. Maybe at some point I'll. Yeah, it's not. I mean, you did give it a high rating. I don't know. I mean, I give this, I give it a five. I don't. I don't just do that. Yeah. Mm-mm. I know. That's heavy duty. I, heavy yeah. duty. I'm guessing mm-hmm. most people would not give this a five. I. I'm guessing even if you, I don't know. I. I the beginning, the well, first I mean, hour is like to me yeah. is perfect, but I. I can see the the horror elements detracting for a lot of people. Mm. I'd say most films you give five to, I would not give a five, so. And vice versa. Yeah, I mean, I guess, you know, some would say that you don't have my taste. I would say you guys don't have good yeah. taste, but that's, you know, neither here nor there. I give the apartment you gave, five. Uh, you can, you know, oh, whatever. Well, I still haven't watched the apartment, so. Oh, I, uh. Christ. <laughs> I, uh. I, I gave uh, Romeo and Juliet five, and you gave it three. So I mean, you know, and then you gave uh, in the mood for love five, and I gave it two and a half. So I mean, you know, we're just we're not on the same page about yeah, this. Yeah, you know, so you one like of us things than I one do. of us has stupid opinions, the other doesn't, and you know, <laughs> I depends, agree. I depends which agree. one of us is right. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm just I don't think you have stupid opinions. I'm sorry that you feel that way about me. <laughs> um, <laughs> all right, well let's uh, let's get into this uh, main review, mm. which is. Kimmy from this year from about two, three weeks ago. Was it two weeks or three weeks? I think it's been three weeks. I, mm, I believe maybe it was two. The first weekend. I think it was February 4th is when it came out. Mm. Oh, Jesus Christ. That's like almost four weeks. Fuck. Um, uh, from uh, Kimmy, directed by Steven Soderbergh, starring Zoe Kravitz. Uh, and that's pretty much it. I mean, there's some other actors here, but mm. I don't. We don't know who they are. Byron like, Bowers. I don't know. <laughs> Jaime Jaime Camille's that was a, a big deal for for a minute. Like, was she in the? That's a he. Uh, that's a uh, Reeves. He was he. Yeah, who's in? Uh, oh, who is he in this movie again? <laughs> he's Reeves. He's the uh, the guy who who's... you know enters her apartment. Oh, the bad guy. Mm. Yeah. He was okay, in that, that Virgin uh, show. Shit. Oh, uh, like oh yeah. Uh, TV heartthrob. Yeah. He's a very attractive man. Mm. Oh, yeah, Robin Givens is her mother. There's a lot of like weird cameos in this. Like mm. Robin Givens and Eric Christensen is like in this for a split second as Reed, the victim. Rita and Rita Wilson is in one scene. scene. I mean, it was yeah. that. And then the guy from uh, the guy from uh, uh, Home Alone One. Mm. The Macaulay Culkin's brother is the stalker guy who oh. likes to watch her from his window. Yeah. Mm. I was thinking, was it that? Sorry, hard, it was hard to see on my phone. I was pretty sure that was Andrew, was Andrew Daly, right, or Ryan Daly? Uh, uh, Devin, Devin Retray. Oh shit! What are we talking about? <laughs> we were all over the place. Yeah, we I are. Have no idea who right. we're talking Who's about. Devin. No, Kevin wasn't. There's just like 
all these names are nothing to me. I don't know any of these people. Wait, you're, Sheila you're, Evans? Like, I don't know. Wait, Jerry, you were talking... Oh, David Wayne is in this? Yeah, he was the dentist. Oh, yeah. see, I didn't even notice that. Mm. That's ridiculous. Who's who's the guy who yells at his kids? Oh, that guy. Because that's that was, not Devin. Oh, Ray. that's the magician. The magician guy. The bad. The uh, CEO guy. No, is this a magician in real? No, life? this is like her like supervisor. Oh, yeah the the immediate supervisor De- Derek Delgadio. Mm. I thought you were talking about Derek Delgadio. No, no I'm talking about the but, guy who uh, tells her don't send an email. Don't call anyone. Oh, that Delete guy. Delete this. Oh, yeah, ignore yeah. it. And he yells at his kids, uh, which was the funniest line in the movie. Uh, I'm going to take everything you love and put it in a garbage bag. Yeah, I uh, remember that. This movie is about... Um, this movie is about a... Uh, a, a co- not coder, but she does IT work. Mm. Uh, remotely named Angela played by Zoe Kravitz who is working for she listens to recordings from a, an Alexa type device yeah. and she what she she doesn't transcribe them she troubleshoots she, she yeah she's she's dealing she with errors. oh the ones that you don't understand she, she yeah she mm. marks the errors and all yeah, yeah exactly. I, think, I mean I think the, the goal is like she's trying to improve the uh, the AI the, or the interface mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. so that it can handle similar uh, commands and instructions even though you know, like the command she hears, like the, the errors. One of them is like um, someone asking Kimmy if they understand what a peckerwood means, and then calls her a peckerwood, which is mm. very silly. But uh, yeah, yeah. I mean, this. Uh, she. This is this is very blowout the conversation esque type setup mm. where she she hears something in you know in an audio file that she is. Um, concerned is a, a crime that she's witnessing and she tries to figure out what to do with that uh, dealing with her superiors, a couple of co-workers and again all remotely because she is agoraphobic um, there are reasons why that I honestly wish they had left out of the movie that we, you know, it's like she can just be agoraphobic I don't know why she needs this trauma on top mm. of that um, but uh, you know it's so like our first like 45 minutes is her trying to solve this problem in her house uh she will not leave for any reason she has an infected like an abscess tooth deal mm. and david wayne tells her you got to come in um this this dentist and zoe kravitz are way too comfortable talking to each other i can't it's like she knows all, he knows all about the agoraphobia like i what do you tell your dentist i don't talk to my dentist because they only meet because because they only meet over the yeah i'm really mm. sure i guess so she's had to explain that to him uh, but, you know, once she hears the crime and she is told by uh, someone higher up, Rita Wilson, mm. in the company, that the only way they can deal with this is like, if she comes in, she decides she's going to go out in the world. Um, and uh, some shit happens because, of course, the crime that she hears is uh, from someone uh, important in this uh, company. Mm. There's a lot of stuff going on in this movie. There is, like, it... At first, feels like we're gonna deal with some real like tech phobia stuff. Um, mm. Then you know it kind of feels like all right, we're doing blowout, but we're never leaving the house, and that changes. And then you know, we 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 introduce the thriller stuff to some effect. I don't I don't know. 
I, w- I was kind of all over the place in this movie, and I already told you that I watched it in uh, really awful circumstances. So, uh, what what do you guys think? I thought, um, like, I thought the acting in this movie was super up and down for me. Like the like the guy who plays her supervisor, I thought that was honestly, I thought that was really bad, and I didn't like Rita Wilson wasn't horrible, but it was like very wooden. Um, and like, I thought Zoe Kravitz was good. You know, she carries the movie very well. Um, and like the, the villains are, are good. Um, that other guy, that other guy, uh, Yuri, who's like tracking her and like turns her phone on, uh, remotely. Like, I thought that guy was good for like the three minutes he was in, but, um, really fascinating setup. Yeah, exactly. Um, uh, yeah, I uh, I like. Uh, yeah, I mean, I thought I, I don't know. I, I thought the acting was appropriate for what this movie is. This movie is a sort of like mid-budget thriller, mm. you know. And it's it's. I mean, it's written by David Kep, who has written a lot of mid-budget thrillers. I mean, and I, I think it it like works as a mid-budget thriller i don't think it's a great film and i sincerely doubt soderbergh was trying to make a great film i think he knew exactly what he was doing Mm. and he is having fun directing uh, like a genre exercise essentially and he's just it feels it feels like a movie that he's doing to keep his mind active or something like it's not a suit yeah i mean this is not a this is like middle to lower tier soderbergh and that's fine Mm. because even middle to lower tier soderbergh is still interesting it's clearly Mm. a a pandemic you know i mean it's literally a pandemic movie but also yeah you know clearly um shot with pandemic constraints or or it seems to be shot with pandemic constraints like it is small in scale small in cast i mean i would say that i would say that uh as far as the the constraints go, though, and the the fact that it's like like what you said, it it, it started out like it was going to be some kind of tech phobic thing. I'm really glad that that's not what it's about. Actually, mm. I'm really glad that it decided to go the route of just straight like this is about a conspiracy within this company, and there are these people who are after her, and it's it's just like an old fashioned thriller that ends with her having to fight back against these people and sort of overcome her. I. Um, phobias mm. i ag- agree with you um I-, I agree with that you fucking better in- in theory, but i <laughs> just kidding. i do think like there I-, I i guess it's just like the-, the there are some moments played for like light comedy where people are just talking and, and kimmy the uh the mm-hmm. thing the amazon type thing th- alexa type thing mm. sorry right uh like reacts and it just in a different movie and on like the movie I thought this was going to be like I thought we were clearly setting up like Alexa's always Me listening too. or Kimmy's always listening. Oh, so I didn't think that. I thought that, that was set up for that was to show us that that's going to be that's going to yeah. come into play later. Somebody's going to accidentally say something and it's well, going to set off some chain of events. I just that, I didn't think not at all. I didn't think that it's, it's rare that this kind of tech is used to like save the day the way that this is. Right. Uh, usually, True. I don't know. Again, and maybe this is just the stuff I consume. I've we've been doing a dystopian unit in school, a lot of Fahrenheit 451, and it's just like, yeah, tech is tech is often like part of the evil. Mm. Uh, and that's, that's we're about to start I'm reading. Nin- we're about to start reading 1984 next week. So. <laughs> <Nice>. <laughs> 
I'll be right there with you, bud. Um, yeah, I mean, I just, I, I feel like, uh, I mean, I have issues with the movie. Don't get me wrong. Mm. Like, I'm not, it's not a glowing review for me. Uh, I think Zoe Kravitz is decent in the film, and she's playing at the uh, the appropriate level. I do agree with you, Kevin, though, that some of the acting is weaker than other. Mm. Uh, some of the actors are weaker than others. but And I think that um, Rita Wilson is just not a very good actress. I mean, mm. if we're being frank about it, I think she's competent, I guess. Mm. She's decent as Frasier's mother. In, uh, oh, yeah. and his love interest in one episode of Frasier. But um <laughs> you know, she's a yeah, things. she that's like that's that's where she belongs. She belongs on television. Like she's not a <laughs> she's not a high caliber actress mm. in my opinion. Uh I I like the the things that I really liked about this movie were before she gets out of her apartment, it was all like the troubleshooting and her like getting like her getting that box that whatever that thing is the uh, the all those like DBX the, compressors and thing. stuff. That was exactly. I really like that to like scene. listen to the thing and change the frequencies yeah. of the thing she's listening to. I loved all that. I love the sound design of that. I like the score a lot. Like it's like a throwback, mm. uh, you know, Hitchcockian yeah, score, is, but it's by Martinez, so it still has these weird like yeah, uh, good synth flourishes. Yeah, uh, and also it's just really terrific. I mm. thought it's 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 used sparingly, and I, I really. Mm-hmm. I really enjoyed like the contrast of like the quiet, the silence, and it, you know it's giving us a lot of quiet, so that we can hear what she's hearing, kind of get in that you know that, that headphone headspace. Uh, but I, yeah. I loved uh, loved the score, loved how little it's used. And I liked um, after she leaves the apartment. I mean, that's really when she leaves the apartment. I was like, this could have happened five minutes earlier. Like I because. <laughs> Because as soon as she leaves the apartment, I'm enjoying the movie about twenty percent more. <laughs> like I like all her running around. The way that yeah. the, the way that the camera switches to this mm. sort of manic iPhone looking, you know, everything shot low angle. It's rushing. It's shaky. You know, I thought that yeah. all worked really well. Does, uh, she looks like a complete uh, weeaboo when she's outside of her apartment. She's got the hood on and the blue hair and the black mask. You know, uh, <laughs> she just looks like somebody who reads manga a lot. And it's, yeah. the, the fact that she has no manga in her apartment is absurd. Um, in that not to amazing mention her, her apartment. apartment looks like it costs about forty five forty five hundred dollars a month and she is a you know a what a fucking translator for kimmy i mean i, I don't know it seems a little far-fetched i, I was watching i, think, I remember I think when they start right. showing mm. okay fair enough i w- i honestly i could have used a line about that because it took me out of it a couple of times just the way that he films this apartment with these long shots where you see everything There's in so the fucking place mm. so much and it's beautiful yeah it's beautiful. I mean, it's just absolutely gorgeous, and it's got this beautiful view of the other apartments in the street and everything. And then um, when they show the hacker guy who turns on her phone remotely, all that that guy, mm. I was like, "This is the apartment she should be living in. This little like closet, mm. broom I mean, closet apartment." Even, you know? even I was like, "That's had, where she ought to be living." Even he had too much space. Like when he does that uh, that little <laughs> roll from his computer to the oh, yeah. uh, to the refrigerator. That that shouldn't have been a roll. That should have been a reach back. Mm. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> i loved his i loved his monitor setup too man he's got that kick-ass like vertical monitor like mm. the monitor, it's like turned on it's uh yeah. it's like this you know it's like vertical it's so it's so badass i want to be a hacker <laughs> <laughs> i want to understand anything about computers so i can do anything <laughs> know, with computers right? mm. that would be nice but yeah i uh i I found it to be way more exciting when she was outside of her apartment. Although when she comes back, it's still it's still good. I like the whole ending. I like the way that 
she sort of turns the tables on them yeah. a little bit, maybe um, cliched at this point, but mm. I um, still enjoy it. Weird yeah. connection. Uh, this movie uses a, a perpetually in construction apartment on a higher floor, very similarly mm. to, to how Joshua does. Um, oh, interesting. Yeah, there's a. Yeah. Interesting. 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 I think. Uh, mm. I think a lesser filmmaker would have made this a screen life movie, a la. Um, I don't know what are the screen life movies. Searching and uh, <laughs> the movies that take place on on a screen of a yeah, laptop. I mean, I guess yeah. This setup. Yeah, this setup would work like that. Uh, it would be worse. Mm. But oh, it'd be horrible. It, it, it does seem <laughs> primed for that. I don't know. The, um, I'm really glad they didn't. I'm glad they didn't do that. I don't love. I don't love the very end. I like. I like the ending. I like the resolution. I don't. I wish they did not give us, you know, the day after or however much time has passed. I don't think they tell us how much time has passed. Mm. Uh, mm. And of course, she's just. She's totally overcome her her fears. She's just walking in the street, no mask. We get a freeze frame as she's about to order tacos from the food truck or whatever. And I was just like, okay. And then there's an awful, yeah. there's an awful song playing for the soundtrack. I was like, this is <laughs> a little too upbeat based on what we got. Her hair is color. Her hair colors changed from blue to pink. I was like, this yeah. is this is she's, gross. She's so she's electrified now. Mm. It's like, yeah, that's the kind of thing that these movies get wrong a lot. Is this idea that like. Okay, now they've experienced this thing. They've overcome every single trauma in their life and mm. every single phobia yeah. in their life, and they're a totally new person. This would create and like, more during trauma. the film. I agree, and during the film, mean, she killed people. Yeah, she's murdered people now with a nail gun. <laughs> like, it was awesome. Mm. <laughs> it was good. Thanks, thanks for that, that line too, about actually. construction <laughs> knowledge in the beginning, yeah. so that we knew you could use a nail gun. Right, they have to explain why she knows how to use a nail gun, mm. which you know, but uh. The uh, the fact that she like she takes down her mask while she's at that office talking to Rita Wilson, this is not a person who would ever take down their mask right. in any situation where any human was in the room. It was like it I was don't believe weird, it for a second. If she had just taken off the mask completely, I might have forgotten about yeah. it. But the fact mm. that this person is just just doing the chin diaper all up and down those stairs yeah, and stuff, no I was way. Like, this is <laughs> just no very way. noticeable. Mm. She's I mean she's completely. Uh, neurotic. I mean, I don't believe it for a second. No. Um, I don't. I did find. I found that it was uh, lifting, sort of, um, maybe not aesthetic ideas, but like it just reminded me of a lot of movies while I was watching it, like Enemy of the State. Oh yeah, <laughs> reminded me a lot of Enemy of the State mm. while I was watching this. I can see that, uh, and not 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 in any kind of direct. Sort of like I like thinking about it now. I can't think of like sort of super direct comparisons, except for the you know the whole the, the phone, I guess the, the phone theme tracking. of surveillance and things like mm. yeah phone track things like that. But I don't know. I guess maybe like the chasing elements and things like that incorporated with that sort of uh, made me think of that. And I remember I sent you guys the um, the headline where Robert Pattinson said that the the Batman is like the conversation. <laughs> <laughs> which is like seems like a really bold claim to make indeed but it's, it's interesting because this this movie reminded me of the conversation as well and in in, well, in in aspects of it you know and, and as much as it's like uh blow up or blow out yeah with audio and you know? it, it's i think it is derivative of movies like the conversation and blow out and mm. like by design i you know i like steven soderbergh knew 
what he was doing with that mm. part of it. I, I, mm. I like to believe, um, you know, man watches a lot of movies, likes to make references, mm. you know, fuck, that's all the German is. Um, or okay. About real, called? real quick about the nail gun. Mm-hmm. What is this movie? Is that movie called the German? No, the good German. The good German. No. Mm. What the, that's um, the, the nail gun? No, that's you mean the, the good um, shepherd. The good shepherd. Oh, okay. The CIA. Movie? This guy's all over the place. Sorry, the good, you the are good German is is the Soderbergh one. Sorry. Mm. Um, the nail gun, though. Okay, so the scene where she calls the fellow, uh, the construction worker, and tells him that he can't make noise. Mm. The thing she's complaining about the noise is a fucking compressor, which they're using to power the nail guns. Yeah. But at the end, she's using a nail gun with no compressor, which you're assuming uses compressed air, which is absurd. What, like, what I mean, did, I know um, they have nail guns that use compressed air, but like, like a CO2 cartridge. But I mean, right. hold on, hold on. if they had a compressor up there, why would they have those guns? Just mm, step off huh. of John's construction corner for just a second. Um, <laughs> what, or actually, actually don't. What, uh, what was she doing with the duct tape? Was that no something idea. about the power? What did she do with like the duct tape? She duct tapes like she duct taped something down on yeah the, on uh, the nail gun on the nail gun as in like to oh, hold the, it in the place. Oh, the safety, the safety, because okay. there's a safety on the tip where you have to push it right. against the wood or it won't fire. Gotcha. So mm. she puts the safety down so she could. We we used to do that at uh when I built cabinets we would take a nail and put it into the safety and like bend it back so the safety was down because you don't want to use it because it's. Well, it's quicker because yeah. you don't have to push it down each time. You just da, 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 you know, you can be really <laughs> quick with it. Anyway, that's just a nitpick, though. That same thing happens in um, in Lethal Weapon Two mm. uh, or Three. Lethal Weapon Three. Uh, Danny Glover kills a guy with a nail gun. Same thing. Yeah. He's using this ridiculous like nobody nobody would have this gun. It's ridiculous. But um, can uh, how about the uh? Oh, sorry. Go ahead. Well, I I just I had another clarifying question because I feel like yeah. I missed something again. Because of how I watched the movie, uh, I, I had seen. Uh, Kevin is the guy who, like the stalker guy who tries to come to her yes. aid at the end. And mm-hmm. I remember yes. when she left, he was looking out at the in the binoculars. We get that view of uh, of Zoe Kravitz walking away from the building from Kevin. Um, mm-hmm. Was there another Kevin scene that I missed? What did I miss about mm-hmm. Kevin? Because he sees her, and he's, or she Kevin. sees him. She sees him in the window more than once. I mean, like two or okay. three different times she sees him. Yeah, and it's like they kind of. And, uh, so it's I guess, like you. I think you're. Th- you think you're thinking as the audience. You're supposed to think this guy is in on whatever these people are after him or after okay. her. You know, and he's part of it somehow. Yeah. I think that I. I probably did think that, and then I just didn't. I guess I just didn't make the, the connection that was made clear to me, but I somehow didn't make it. Okay. Thank you. I think you probably just forget about him by the end of the movie. When he shows up, it's like, who's this guy again? Yeah. <laughs> you know, it's like, I mean, I know I know who he is because I was like, I know who that actor is, but I don't know that I would have necessarily recognized him. Mm. And poor Kevin, honestly. Yeah. Like, he comes over there, he risks his fucking life, he gets shot or stabbed. Was he stabbed or stabbed? Shot? Stabbed. Stabbed. And it's like, she goes with this other guy at the end. I know. <laughs> I mean, obviously, this guy's into her. I mean, it's just kind of messed up. Like, just, you'd think there'd be some kind of like, like you think he would have met them out at the food truck at the end. Like, hey, that yeah, would have been I'm nice. Better now and everything. Yeah, we're, yeah. we're all friends. Because again, like he's still a stalker, and 
He's still but, just yeah. adding to the the trauma that uh, <laughs> that she should have following killing three people, realizing she's being stalked, being in a position where she has to save the life of her stalker. I don't. It's all, it's all fucked. Did you guys? I don't see him as a stalker though. Like, sh- like they knew he's each watching other. Watching her with well, binoculars. You know, he's, he's just kind of like a. I think he's more fascinated. He didn't by know her because he he sees like he says like you're like me. You're always you don't go out. So I, I'm mm, guessing right. that he's just kind of a, a, a rear window situation. Like mm. he's got doesn't the people he, he sees in the he window. Did, doesn't he say that he didn't? They don't like. She says like, how doesn't she ask like, how do you know my name or something yeah, like that? Or how up, did you know my name? He did look up her name. Yeah, like he doesn't. Oh. They don't know each other. He definitely looked up. Her oh, name. My he's, bad. A, he's a creeper. <laughs> he's a creepy weirdo. I but I, yeah, he's a creepy weirdo. You know, yeah. you don't just like pull out the binoculars and watch someone walk away and not be a little weird. I just. He might not be full blown stalker because he does seem to have like similar agoraphobic tendencies, and mm. I'm I'm guessing that he just feels like he has a relationship with the people he watches uh, from his window. Maybe I'm pretty sure this guy. Um, I don't the know. Actor why, why am I defending this, this? He's a fucking stalker. <laughs> no. I don't. He's a stalker. What am I saying? Yeah, I'm pretty sure this guy. This the actor who plays this guy like got into a fist fight with his wife and got arrested. Jesus. So, her girlfriend. He tried to strangle her. Sorry, he tried to strangle her. I mean, that obviously sucks. But uh, this wasn't this wasn't long ago either. This was in December of 2021. So this is probably after oh, they filmed. So the, the yeah, movie. this movie wow. was definitely made. That's bad. Yeah. So he's done. That guy's canceled. Hmm. But um, <laughs> by the police. I also my my only other little uh, I loved the um, the scene where she gets uh, like poisoned by the umbrella. Oh yeah, because that's like a real thing. Do you guys know about this? Like the umbrella poison? No, I don't. They did I don't this know to a, they assass- Like in the Soviet Union, they they assassinated some guy with an umbrella that like shot a little bead of. Um, it was like a little bead of some kind of radioactive ma- material, mm. and they shot it into this guy's leg, and he died like three days later. Wow. So it's like the, with an umbrella. So I thought that was kind of a cool nod to a real life thing, mm. yeah. and. Uh, I th- I have a nitpick the the last sort of my last note oh, I have I do have a note that Zoe Kravis is super hot, <laughs> but the other the other note I have is that um, she turns the music on using Kimmy mm-hmm. yeah at the Name end of the movie and then yeah. the guy when he the guy when he turns it off mm. he turns off the turntable well <laughs> like what like what because it's. <laughs> Kimmy's connected to the turntable. Well, it's obviously like a, a Bluetooth, Bluetooth or Wi-Fi enabled turntable, which is a thing that is mm. real. Yeah, but she tells it to play a certain yeah, song. Yeah, but so how's it playing? Because the song? it's probably it's streaming the song. You think? Well, like you can't tell it to play a certain song on the record. Yeah, <laughs> I wouldn't know what song. Yeah, you're right. How's you're it right. drop the needle on a certain groove? Right. <laughs> well, it probably Kimmy is, is sure. probably one of those all in ones. Like it's an MP3 player and. Has uh, that's the only way it makes sense, yeah. but I still I still think it's but it, but if Kimmy I, I mean let's like let's assume Kimmy is thing. actually like the Alexa and probably has the built-in like streamer mm. yeah yeah I, yeah yeah it doesn't make sense I I was thinking how Kimmy should be able to turn on or or should be able to play something from the turntable if you command it to but she didn't mm. command it to so okay. Right. I don't have an issue. I mean, it's just it was just a Sounds little like, like something I noticed. Sounds like that's kind of fucked up. 
<laughs> I really don't. Um, I had to watch it with the volume anyway. low, and like when I saw the subtitles says you know you know play sabotage, I was like Black Sabbath. But then I was like, uh, no, it's the no. Beastie Boys. <laughs> You're right, it's Black Sabbath. I mean, it's Soderbergh. He's the kind of person who might do that. Yeah, but that's like one of. I thought that was a, a weird choice. To be like, mm. like I mean, I guess like it comes to her mind. I gotta sabotage their plan, so we're just gonna shout sabotage, and sabotage yeah. is a it's loud. It's a good. Song. Uh, mm. It's a good song to play in that moment. I mean, I like the track. Sure. Yeah. Um. Okay, well, uh, ratings for this? I'm going three and a half on this one. As am I. I am also going three and a half. This is disgusting. I can't believe this. Uh, that we're all oh, doing no, it's an rating. easy three and a half. I mean, it has to yeah. be. What, yeah, what else I mean, could it be? Like, it's just a perfect three and a half movie. Yeah, yeah. it's, it's I mean, right where it needs to be. And that, you, you know, you've already, we already said it. It just It's a rating that matches Soderbergh's ambitions for this movie. This was... Exactly. Not exactly. supposed to be uh, the best movie in the world. It's just you know supposed to be entertaining and uh, well made, and I, I think it's mostly both. All right, so this is exciting. We're gonna do uh, Letterboxd Roulette with Zoe Kravitz, Byron Bowers, Jaime Camille is how you said his name, so that's what I'll say. Erica Christensen and Derek Delgadio. Derek Delgadio's been in one or two things or three things, I think. Mm. We didn't mention yeah, three things. We didn't mention Erica. <laughs> Erica, yeah, she's the victim in the crime. Yeah, you don't really see her very much. You sort of see her in see, flashes, see her. And weird, weird, um, like through the base of a glass or something. I don't know how they're shooting that. Yeah, it's some weird, <laughs> it's pretty strange green stuff. Yeah. So, uh, all right, I'm gonna roll the dice now for. For to see who we're using. And God, I hope it's somebody I know. Okay, I rolled it and it's three, so it's Jaime Camille, which is not someone. We're probably all fucked on this one. I sure am. I think you've probably got this one. You've definitely seen Coco, right? I've seen Coco. Yeah. You guys both both have me then, because I've seen Kimmy and that's it. Oh. My computer's being slow. Kevin, how many have you seen? Two. Kimmy and Coco. Okay. JR has probably seen Pets. I've seen parts of... He loves animated trash. I've not seen Pets. I don't think I've seen Pets. Hotel Transylvania 3? I've seen most of that. (laughs) (laughs) Well, if it's tied, you guys will have to go again. Mm. But I'm fucked. Oh, you know what? I didn't log uh, Kimmy yet, so it says that I've seen one, but I've seen two. You trust me. I've okay, so we're tied. So we'll so we'll uh, we'll roll again to see you guys. Let's see. It's a four. It's Erica Christensen. Christensen. Okay. Well, Jr. has probably got it. I've I've, I've this is I've seen two, but I'm out. I mean, I've I'm seen the saying. show Parenthood. That's the only. I feel like that's the only no, thing I've ever seen her in. Jr. seen like seven or eight of these. I mean, I guarantee it. Yeah, it was like JR. JR has seen the perfect score in Flight Plan. You know, I really, I'm not. I haven't seen Flight Flight Plan. Flight Plan? No kidding, really? Mm. I don't like that. L at the beginning of both words. Flight Plan. 
Why can't I say that? Isn't that a remake of a Preminger film? Or like a loose remake of a Preminger mm. film? Wait, Kevin, what was, what was your number? For Christensen? Yeah. Two. It's amazing. Kimmy in Traffic. Is it two I've again? also only seen Kimmy in Traffic. What? Oh my god. I've okay, never seen any of this again. garbage. I've never seen, <laughs> no, we'll go again. I've never seen the Banger Sisters. Just, Jesus. This... <laughs> Okay, six. Well, they can't use six. Derek Delgadio is not doesn't count. Let's just use Soderbergh. Wait, which means Derek Kevin is, loses. Derek is five, and Robin Givens is six. Oh, is that yeah, right? Okay, do Robin Givens right? then? Sorry, here, my bad. There's my no bad. way to just like. There's no I've, reason to just like screw Kevin like that. Well, it's been like three. I, I mean, how many times are we going to do this? Tried to screw me. <laughs> hey, you know. I've seen two from uh, Givens, but again, I'm out. That's okay. I'm just letting you guys know. I've seen two. I've seen Blank Man and Kimmy. I've seen one. Kimmy. I don't... Oh, my. This is wild. Cheers. Uh, no. You've seen one, too? No, no, no. I've... I, he, uh, she's in Tyson. I've seen Tyson. I've, I've seen two, though. This is... Uh, it's just incredible how few movies with these people yeah. that I've seen. But mm. I... Like, this is probably someone that I've seen on TV... Mm. She's on uh, Fresh Prince of Bel Air, yeah. like the new one. So, no, the old the one, Bel- the uh, one with Will Smith. The new one's called Bel Air, I think. Yeah. She was like, I think she was like a love interest of Will Smith's in that show for a second. I mean, Robin Givens' um, third movie is God's Not Dead Two. Mm. This, I am not. Isn't she the one who Tyson went to jail for raping? Either that or like, like assault. I wonder. I guess that's yeah. why she's in Tyson. Mm. Oh yeah, it's a documentary, mm. right? Um, okay, uh, so it's it's me and uh, Kevin, as always. And the number is. I mean, course, that was. Yeah, I, I mean, come Jared, on, that was. Jared doesn't even get to play. That this. was pretty close. That was pretty close. Kevin mm. almost had that. Okay. <laughs> I'm gonna make it so Jared loses next time, Kevin. Good job. Thirty-one thirty-seven is the number. Thirty-one thirty-seven. You're gonna get there before I do, because. Uh, maybe I just need to stop okay, using a twelve-year-old laptop. Mm. Yeah, dude, go buy a new fucking MacBook. What's wrong with you? Thirty-one, thirty-seven is. You guys mm-hmm. ready? Drum roll. Pride and Prejudice. Which one? Directed by Robert Leonard, nineteen forty. Lawrence Olivier. Ooh. Greer, Grease, and Garson. Did you fucking love Olivier? I do like I Olivier. I am so down. Well, I like with this. his. I like his uh, Shakespeare. I don't know. <laughs> I haven't really seen him in much else. But yeah, I'm. I mean, you know, I, we have to watch it. So I'll, I'm not like Kevin. I don't really care. Well, this has Lawrence Olivier. Watch it. So I'll watch it. <laughs> <laughs> it also has uh, Marino Sullivan. Mm. That's the only other name I recognize. I think I don't recognize any other people. It's from 1940, and it is. Under 18 minutes, mm. and JR has seen it but hasn't rated it. Ah, uh, correct. And I've never read Pride and Prejudice. I believe so, I. Or I've never seen an adaptation of it. Me so. This is a rating that I'm pretty sure I scrubbed. Mm. Just This guy likes to scrub his I ratings. Don't scrub many, but every once in a while I run across an old IMDb import rating that I'm like, that probably isn't correct. All right. Um, well, that's our sort of roulette film to watch. Kevin, it's your pick next time. Mm. So what are we watching in addition to Pride and Prejudice? Let's see. Well, in keeping with the romance theme, 
We are going to watch A Walk in the Clouds from 1995. No shit. Mm-hmm. Directed by Alfonso Arau and starring Keanu Reeves and Anthony Quinn and Giancarlo Giannini. What is happening? Oh, really? Yeah. This is like, uh, this is a weird pick, man. (laughs) I mean, I'm into it. I mean, I'll check it out. Yeah, I I remember seeing the trailer for it on TV and, you know, like kind of being like, oh, that's Keanu Reeves. And, but, you know, um, I do like Keanu Reeves. I think Keanu, Keanu Reeves is sort of slept on as a as an actor. So when he when he gets mm. the right role, he's 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 very good. Yeah. And Anthony Quinn is always you know. Mm. Of course, this is old Anthony Quinn, but well, like old man, old man Anthony. Right. Quinn. So who knows? But. Yeah, we'll see. Giancarlo Giannini. Mm. Yeah, this guy is in Hannibal. Right. And Quantum of Solace. I oh, yeah. believe you have picked this. this. I've never heard of this. Wow. <laughs> I still hate JR. the 90s. Wow. <laughs> you know that I do. JR hates the I hate 90s. the 90s and I hate the roulette, roulette games you guys play with the 90s. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because he's going to lose this if it lands on uh, Ele- Evangelina Elizondo. <laughs> I mean, like, literally, we're going to have to play with just Reeves, Quinn, and Giannini, mm. and Freddie Rodriguez. Deborah Messing? Like, I don't even... Maybe Deborah And Deborah Messing? Yeah, she's, uh, she's Will and Grace. Yeah, yeah she right? is in mm. this. Oh, yeah. No, I just didn't see her name at first. I've seen three of her movies. Mm. I've seen four. <laughs> <laughs> Better not be her. We're going to make it so it's... Uh... Have we, how many Reeves have you seen, JR? I mean... It's kind of spoiler alert for next show, maybe, but uh, mm. just do it. Uh, after I watch this movie, it will be thirty-five. Fuck, <laughs> fuck you, dude! Ah. Like, there's no way you've seen more fucking Keanu Reeves movies than me. Well, That's insane he's to me. Made a lot of garbage in this century that you don't waste your time with. Why would you? <laughs> because I like garbage, and you haven't watched. You didn't watch replicas. <laughs> yeah, but like you probably didn't watch Constantine, and I did. Um, I don't know what you've seen that I haven't seen. Toy Story you 4? 47 Ronin? You probably haven't seen Keanu. Oh, you watched 47 Ronin? You probably haven't seen The Lake House. I wanted to. I have, Lake, I House Lake, House Lake House is in good. I the theater and actually enjoyed it. Mm. Yeah. You, and I did not see Keanu, but I wanted to. You probably haven't seen Destination Wedding. You I never saw Knock probably Knock. Ha- I haven't either. You probably mm. haven't seen Much Ado About Nothing because you hate Kenneth Branagh. Just so okay. what are you? You're 35 after this movie, so you're going to be... Seven ahead of me. I gotta, I gotta crush you on this. I bet you haven't watched much. Do about. I'm gonna watch Nutch. Do about nothing. I'm gonna watch a Day of the Earth Stood Still. I'm gonna watch Parenthood. <laughs> this is happening. I bet you haven't seen Chain Reaction. I bet you haven't have seen The Replacements because you hate football. I have seen The Replacements. Well, then I don't fucking know what Wait. you haven't seen. I haven't seen Hardball. I haven't. Or The Watcher. You haven't seen Street Kings. David Ayer. Oh, that's brutal. I, I saw part of that on TV really one time. Yeah, it is. Yuck. All right, well. Also never saw uh, Brotherhood of Justice. Mm. Anyways, Con- enough about the movies we haven't seen. Mm. I'm in. Now let's do it. Okay, uh, so next time we'll be watching A Walk in the Clouds. Mm-hmm. And uh, until then, thank you for listening. Subscribe to our website at uh, whatever the... <laughs> places are where you can do that <laughs> apple podcasts 
Um, there are lots of places. Stitcher, Spotify, Apple, po- Pocket Casts, Castro, Google Podcasts. You can go to our website at filmyak.com podcast no filmyakpodcast.com filmyak.castos.com to see all the different places that you can listen on and click on the link and you can just go right there we also have an instagram that you can also access from there and a facebook you can like and follow us there and uh thank you so much for listening until next time we'll see you later bye bye Should've